Okay, welcome to Valley Strange, episode number 13, I believe, or 12. 13. I think it's 13, it's one of those. No, wait, it's 13, I think. Anyways, I think started. it's 13, okay. yeah. Welcome to Valley Strange. On, on this episode, we're going to be finishing up our part three of the 12th planet, our Books of the Strange series. Yep. So um, this has been a, a tiresome journey. And I'll be happy when we're done with this book. Oh, we'll be gosh, done. Happy like, when we're done like, with like, I'm, I'm super happy too because I mean, it's like now I've read this book like three or four times, <laughs> and I'm like tired of Sitchin's bullshit. And you know, I I'm looking forward to the follow up episode, um, which we maybe need to talk about on the side at some point, as far as like, okay. Roland, do you want to just find, you know, the developments in archaeological finds in the Sumerian region, you know, that may or not support this? And Ray, do you want to look at, like, Bible stuff? And Daniel, and then, do something else? You know, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, in your case, you've got I mean, uh, that, some that, of Sitchin's direct references. So, like, that's Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah I did pick up, like, uh, Kramer's The Sumerians today and uh, checked yeah. out some of the like chapter on Sumerian religion and already found like some problems with Sitch and stuff, but Ray quick for later start, uh, start binging coast to coast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Episodes um, on Sumerian. Yeah, if I have also, to look up like also excitedly, um, I found this one book today and then I suggested a picture. It was like a go blacky tap or go blacky tepe, mm-hmm. which I talked about on the, the first episode of this series. Um, <sighs> where it's like that site, you know, and the finding of Eden or whatever. So, this potentially like a whole other take on like where Eden may have been, you know, and ah, it's exciting. Well, you know, if I have to go and look up biblical references, I mean, which version do I go with? The King James version, the New well, International I would say version, King James, and then Testament. actually like try to like find some of these references because he'll be like, oh, well, this this talked about, but he doesn't like ever cite what passage it's from. Which I, is I, I get it as far irritating. as Old Testament that that. Like he talks well, about Well, Old Testament, sure. Yeah, I guess uh, King James would be the proper one. But the do, I, do I go Ray. back uh, <laughs> to like, well, yeah. For instance, uh, if you're mentioning Enoch and the Nephilim, yeah, you know, would I have to go true. and find a translation of the book of Enoch that's as well? That's a good point. And, and which, yes, uh, and which, actually, and which like, author would I have I to find would, for that? You know, you know but, like, I'm but going to I, I know that, all that shit should be on the internet. So you just like, you know, control well, F through it. Well, there's a, there's a, there's a book. Um, that most people purchase when it comes to the Book of Enoch, or like a certain translation, I may just pick that up it's at some point. Amazon special. Uh, well, I, I mean, most people come through asking for that at my place of employment, but uh, mm-hmm. I might just purchase that book. Yeah, you know. th- at the coffee shop. <laughs> like, yeah, at the coffee shop. Um, well, I can do a mocha for you. <laughs> <laughs> you want that hot or ice, sir? <laughs> um. Whole or non-fat or soy or almond or coconut milk. I'm looking yeah. forward to reading <laughs> into the specifics of, Cam- of Cambodian uh, breast milk. Sounds <laughs> 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 raunchy, dude. Uh, on that note, man, it's fucking funny, man. Like some people come through like the place of my employment, and they're like, "Do you have soy milk? Do you have almonds?" Like, no, motherfucker. <laughs> this is McDonald's, dude. Like, you should be happy we have non-fat options. Like, fuck you. Like, <laughs> is it lactate-free? Get some uh, some almond milk. Woof. 
or a specific could you, brand. Could you just wave a lemon in front of the hot tea I ordered? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I just want its essence. <laughs> <laughs> just wafted in my direction. Yeah. Mm, mm. It's a it's Charged a homeopathic twice. citrus regimen, and it's been life changing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're injecting Dumbasses. these. They're uh, they're mainlining essential oils. <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, so yeah, but to sort of get back to that, we've got a few things that we're gonna need to we're gonna try to review for. Yeah, the, that's uh, a that's follow up, and that's also uh, plays along with other books that we're gonna be talking about as well, yeah. right? Because um, this you know, uh, just, this narrative doesn't end; it no. almost just builds upon later on yeah. in certain books and stuff like that. You can always revert back to this particular. This is like a Sitchin teaser or whatever. Yeah, to, to I mean, that, and that's not even the, talking about the greater, his own series. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. his uh, series of the Earth Chronicles elaborates on most of this. I assume. I'm not sure to what degree, though. Yeah, like to the uh, Sitchin extended as universe. As I talked about like, on the first episode, how like I did start reading the Stairway to Heaven book, where, and actually I was not reminded until today, where I was like, oh shit, the last chapter isn't really a last chapter. It's just let me try to like bridge into this next subject matter in this next book, which I guess he already had like most of his shit planned out at the time of writing, which. He could have had like. Do the, you know what year he released the, the Earth second, Chronicles Encyclopedia? Second volume. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I'm so not. I'm not aware of that published fucking series. Sheesh. And you know, I haven't gotten through the second book yet because I barely started. Went. Oh, this is lame. Close it. <laughs> Some other day. My, he, he, um, he does that, but he also has Genesis Revisited, which is like a prequel, oh, technically God. to this one. So. Are you fucking yeah. kidding me? Yeah, he yeah because like he has like six books in Earth Chronicles and then like the, that one book Ray and then I think there's a few other attributed to oh, yeah. his mm-hmm. penmanship. Like there's also he was pretty end, prolific. End, like, end I'm of not days sure in what too. span he was writing, but goddamn. I mean, he could be like the George Lucas, and he had the whole. Uh, yeah, uh, exactly. So that's nine why I was like just arguing with like out uh, or planned out. The Earth Chronicles, dude, because like in the end of this book he's like leaning into the second book so maybe the end of the second book the end of that book is like leaning into that book and then leaning into that book and oh no I'm your father ah! <laughs> you know. and your mother yeah <laughs> uh, so on this episode we're going to be going through chapters 11 through 15 which uh, concludes the book and the first chapter we're going to get into is mutiny of the Anunnaki Right. And which is a title alone I just find intriguing just because I like the word mutiny. <laughs> it sounds a bit more dramatic than it probably actually is. And, and of course, well, I mean, according is. to this uh, chapter, the mutiny is basically the Anunnaki saying, we don't want to work We're tired anymore. We're shit. tired. Yeah. Like, we don't want to do this. Make someone else do it. And then, someone, and then the person higher up than them says, you know, you're and right. In we'll this chapter, right. you know. So. Like and all this is accurate, it does come up in this chapter, but the way that he starts it off is about a tale where he links in, you know, Africa being part of like the lower world. Right. Um and not like Hades or hell or whatever. No, he does just, make that distinction. These were he thinks that like people have mis- mis- misinterpreted, misinterpreted like yeah. The lower world as being hell or whatever, but actually it was just like fucking Africa, right? And that's where the Anunnaki got their gold from and shit. But he's like brings us in, like, it, and he like shoehorns it in, so, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, the Anunnaki were mad because when they were there, they had to do all this bullshit, right. and when they were in the, they were mining, 
for land all of the two time. rivers. They had to fucking you know dig out all the fucking <clears throat> irrigation systems, right? Yeah, and they had farm to drain, and, drain the swamps. Yep. I mean, which is a, a form of work that still goes on today, you know. So oh, I mean, sure. you got like uh, people that mine. The mines well, yeah, in a uh, <laughs> the non-fantastic mines, interpretation of maybe they know, were getting the, the black rise lung. of the Sumerians. Uh, there's a book uh, I brought it up before. Like we should totally do a Valley Strange, like Book of the Strange, on it. Um, against his story, against Leviathan, where he talks about, and this came up like earlier in 12th planet as well. So I'll bring it up now, but, um, how the gods are able to kind of like enjoy the, the breeze of the garden because Adapa or Adam and Eve are fucking toiling away or whatever. Like the, right. the yoke is off of the, the backs of the Anunnaki backs of the Anunnaki or the lower gods or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he goes into the Old Testament bullshit, which we'll get into a little bit um, here, in, here in a sec, I assume, because he goes heavy into the Bible towards the end of the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he does. But so Yahweh is able to like travel through the Garden of Eden because fucking basically Adam and Eve are his bitches doing all of his shit work. Um, I guess. Well. Is that a parallel to the way that actual like taking out all of the mysticism is this like a way to uh reify the the relationships between like the classes in early sumerian civilization because you did have the haves and have nots right and the surf cast a way for the haves to subjugate the have nots was earlier when they used to abduct other people in like raiding parties or whatever and they would maintain their dikes for them. So the the yoke was taken off of like the Sumerians proper from maintaining their own like bitch work. So it allowed them to like form gardens and start like gaining a priestly elite and all this bullshit. Um, so basically the argument that this guy uh, Perlman made was uh, civilization was built on the backs of slavery. And so I think about the Sumerian stories where it's like, oh, let's make fucking, or actually they're probably Babylonian accounts and then the biblical accounts of like, oh, here's man to accept the yoke. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder if that's, those are just stories to be like, well, this is the way the gods have it. So this is the way that man should have it because we're modeled upon the gods and the gods like want to model our behavior off how they set things up. Right. Uh, which also... Uh, Kramer, the guy who uh, Sitchin constantly references and I think misrepresents certain accounts, um, he brings that up as well, where it's like the way like working like humans out, um, it was like, okay, like the Sumerians rationalized that, you know, they have their own like social order and hierarchical or social slash hierarchical order. And there's the king who from his, his, commands basically anything in the empire happens and then so when they're thinking about like life interest everything they're like well extending that logic to if there is a god then they probably have a similar hierarchy there's you know god to do these things god to do that things and then there's the one god the creator from what his word made everything 
um, or made the gods do his bidding or whatever. I mean, in, in um, the case, it'd be Anu, right? Right, right. He would be Anu in that case, right? Um, so it's kind of cool how decision works kind of like from the top down, the, the bottom back up, and then you have academics working from the bottom up, and they kind of agree, but... Yeah, kind of. <sighs> We'll get to that in the like the next episode on the like the follow up, but like just <sighs> fucking Sitchin. Like I want to talk about stuff that I've read about like with, with Kramer today because I, I just read like a few pages and I found all this stuff yeah. was like oh you know but no I can't talk about that yet not yet. Um, <clears throat> so moving on, um, Ray Roland. Um, oh, I just yeah, want I just so... wanted to bring up the, the the fact that we talked about like how uh, the he... gods kind of ruled the they had a separation of powers. Right. Just to give the listener a little um, background, um, so uh, they they when they first uh, landed on Earth, they agreed upon the separation of powers, and Anu was to stay in the heavens right. and rule over the twelfth planet. And Lil was oh, to command. You found that list yeah, where it has all the gods. Yeah, yeah and Lil was to com- command uh, the over the lands, and Enki was put in charge of Abzu, which is considered like the watery deep. Right. So yeah, yeah. So. Uh, sp- specifically, the the southern hemisphere. Yeah, uh, yeah. The which, underworld. Yeah, like Sitchin argues that the watery deep actually is basically like Africa. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and then that's where he starts making those. I guess sort of elaborating about how the underworld isn't actually like the place of the dead. It's. Mm-hmm. I mean, he sort of yeah, describes it's a place it a where bit the gods more, could travel back and forth from. Right. Like, this watery it's, deep it's a, was you know. It's a place of leisure. It's a it's a paradise. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, he just sort of make it, makes it sound like the, the Greek Elysian fields, um, which is fine. But uh, he he describes a story, uh, and I'm not, and, and I guess it's just more like to just sort of go into the mythology of the lower world. Oh, Inanna's flight. That's right. Yeah, when her yeah. husband is uh, taken to the Nergal, underworld. Yeah. Um, actually, I think Nergal Wait, is it. Oh, no, Nergal is the husband of the fucking underworld. right of uh, Rish Kagal, uh, who is herself. She is uh, um, the, I guess Sumerian. Is it Sumerian or Babylonian at this point? I think it's. I think I it's think still he Sumerian. To the Babylonian account. Okay, like. so Rish Kagal is the Babylonian version of uh, Hell. Uh, that is to say, with one L, which was uh, excuse me, not Hell. Um, Oh, it was the it was the daughter of Loki in Norse mythology, and she basically runs the underworld. Um, but anyways, like, so she is just, you know, she meets with Inanna at some point, and uh, they t- talk about uh, how, and I don't think it really goes anywhere. I, I th- for some reason though, like I was thinking of the Greek story of I want to say Orpheus, where he travels to the underworld to yes, and that's the parallel. That was, the, um, but like I don't think he ever references that. But it, it seemed like a, a he parallel. doesn't. But that is like yeah, if you go like and particularly you go like Sitchin arguments how like all these later stories are just you know right reinterpretations of the Sumerian and, or story, and, right. and he does like um, not only does he like just flip back and forth between like Babylonian, Sumerian, you know, Assyrian, like, oh, Hittite, it's the same thing, the you know, just basically yeah. tell you talking about different people. Yeah. Um, there's a inference or even just like outright, you know, statement that these are all just, you know, retellings of, you know, these right. Sumerian Down stories. Down into the Bible. 
Um, so yeah, like I don't think that story really went anywhere. It was mostly just sort of talking about like the, like, I guess, descriptions of the underworld, and it wasn't necessarily what you. Well, it was basically like you know, here's the this mythos to. about you know the land of Arali, right? And like, where is it? And it's like, oh, the text said that you know they fled south into the west yeah, and they were uh, on a boat. You know, how far could they go feasibly? Wasn't it know, also referred to they as sail the, for, act- the text says they sailed for two hundred hours? Oh yeah, um, yeah. Go ahead. You know, so that's like eight point three days that I just mathed out. Um, and he's like, so they could travel like two to three thousand miles in that amount of time by paddle power. And then, and they said, okay, cool. That puts them down in Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, which. And I think he sort of compares like a few of the rivers that they mentioned to like some of the, I guess like to African analog uh, rivers in the in that area. Uh, I forget if he. I know he mentions the Nile because you. I think he mentions the three great rivers: it's the Nile, uh, is it the Euphrates, Euphrates River, and yeah, the Euphrates and the Tigris. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so well, with the whole Africa connection, though, like it's. It's because it's like, oh, well, the Anunnaki came here possibly for like right. gold mining. Yeah, exactly. And he goes into all of the iconography, like with like little like arrows that right. have like little weird shit on. Talks like, about oh, these are mine shafts, and, yeah. Uh, and so then he basically is pl- playing like the slow con Very. or the long con about you know um, the Anunnaki had like this separate base here in Africa to mine for gold. And linking, you know, mythology and scientific inquiry, where it's like that out of Africa theory for the development. Right. What do we use gold yeah. for? Use it for currency. He suggests we that for- you know, Homo sapiens. Oh, we're you know created in you know Southeast Africa because the Anunnaki revolted and wanted people to fucking mine gold for them. Right. Uh, well, what was the reason why they wanted? them to my uh, well just just real quick before i get into that um i just wanted to read a quote which i again find kind of silly the way he words it it says both serious scientists and science fiction writers have suggested the good good reason for us to establish settlements on other planets which is like the nephilim the anunnaki or right. asteroids might be the available availability of rare min- mm-hmm. rare minerals <laughs> on those celestial bodies yeah. and minerals that might be too scarce or too costly to mine on earth yeah and could this be the, the nephilim's, nephilim's purpose for colonizing earth yeah um why would he say both serious scientists and science why would he lump those yeah two together? like and he just starts uh, like and then he goes <laughs> into his little like gold 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 song because he <laughs> He's a serious uh, scientist, Ray. That's why. Yeah. No, he's, he's not. Like, like, okay, like here's iconography where like he's a serious Aya researcher is depicted holding like flasks, the flasks, hold, yeah, that, like yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. testing the waters or whatever. Right. And he's like, so maybe they try to like because like there's a lot of like gold mm-hmm. in the waters, but unless you have cheap he, and highly efficient means to extract, he talks it, about unless they they were to go down and sieve the the bottom of the floor for yeah, nodules for the gold <laughs> they nodules. fucking talk yeah, about nodules. I thought that yeah. was. I thought that can, was. Can uh, I ask you guys a adorable. question? As far as you guys are more science fiction writers, do you, can you think of just off the top of your head a plot or a story storyline that where there's a characters that are mining for gold specifically for a reason to either uh, I don't know for whatever reason they need to do it. Well, I mean, quick, yeah, Doctor Know It All needs more gold for the <laughs> resistors in his world maintenance machine <laughs> to right. stop the insectoids from 
from invading on the uh, from the from Gaming the planet quality? X. I don't I don't know, man. It's, <laughs> it's some fifties like nineteen yeah. fifties era sci fi bullshit. Um, you know, like because because yes because like um, fucking Sijin goes into all these like t- this this whole rant about how gold's awesome, how it's yeah, yeah it's super a super malleable, conductor. it's nearly indestructible, it's Which great I was in computers, like, oh, it's great as money. Okay, um, but he never says like why. The yeah. Nephilim want gold. Like, he never well, like yeah. That up. Like, well, like other than like, that, well, we think it's cool, so they must have thought it was cool. That's so why they, they came here. You know, they, and then we thought it was cool because they thought it was cool. And yeah, I think like, uh, it's just like <laughs> it gets into this like 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 tautological like you know fucking circuit there. Like, well, I mean, stupid. he does talk about how Ia is like also the god of mining. He was like. Also, he was, yeah. he was given he was given dominion uh. over minerals, <laughs> and you know, like put in charge of that. He describes a few pictographs of uh, what does he call it? Alan, uh, uh, Alana, uh, which was basically a giant drill. Uh, oh, that they used, yeah, yeah. Uh, but like it was not only a drill for like it was also like a slash jackhammer minerals, or something but like that. It was also like a, a city destroyer. That's right, yeah. Like, like you put an earth, and it's like I'm gonna put this thing on, on top, top of, of this it. tank yeah. and run through your cities if you don't obey <laughs> me. Yeah, like uh, Sitchin says, it's like a bulldozer. It's like, uh, yeah, okay, a, like a, a bulldozer with a huge drill bit on it. Yeah, it's like it's what like, the. Fuck? Fuck, I like, saw I saw that in fucking Total Recall. I knew right? you were gonna fucking say that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's absolutely. <laughs> um, what was the fucking alien in? Total oh, uh, uh, oh, 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 oh shit! Aguado. I was Aguado. 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 <laughs> I was gonna say uh, Grom or something from <laughs> Conan. Is wrong, wrong guy. They all sound the same. It's uh, um, yeah. So he. Uh, he sort of uses that as a, I mean, like he ties he ties the information about mining to uh, biblical scholars and biblical archaeologists uh, that are you know uh, digging and inspecting through Africa, finding um, finding evidence of of like human use or human uh, uh, remains or not remains, just that they were there. Yeah, excuse me, as far back as like. Uh, what did he say? Like he started, I th- he, it, he jumps around a lot. Like he starts to, he starts, no. I think as far back as 2000 BC and then jumps to like 5,000 or so, 5,100 or so BC. And then like, they find some more sites that go back to like, like 50,000 or so. And then he posits yeah, that they think. Where, yeah. It's like it was, the deluge or whatever in these right. various events. Yeah. yeah. Like, they they posit um, that like oh we think this goes back as far as one hundred fifty a hundred thousand years ago and so like that supposedly falls within that time range. Uh, oh, actually, right here it relates archaeological finds dating mining in Africa as, as early as one hundred thousand BC. Um, they he tentatively locates this in the the mining region of the Zambezi River uh, in Africa. Um, they. Um, they describe, uh, actually, and I forgot to mention this here. I saw it. I'm just, I'm just looking at this little review again, but, um, they talk about how, well, like in, in terms of the Bible, he talk he relates the story of Solomon on how he like uses all the gold to build a temple and 
uh, Jerusalem, and it's one of those places. Yeah, and uh, just I don't I don't necessarily recall exactly where he was going with that. Um, as far as that goes, I think it was just to sort of relate the primacy of the importance of of the minerals uh, kind of stuff. And what or why, why the uh, the Nephilim were 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 even here to begin with? Like apparently that was their main thing. So um, the well the just well early in the book it was like they need petroleum, which is why they said yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well the petroleum you know, Mesopotamia. Was, then oh gold, so yeah. they actually settled earlier in. Yeah, yeah I forgot send the them down there. Usage, <laughs> forgot about right. the petroleum. <laughs> Yeah, um, uh, I I did think it was kind of funny how he, because like you know we were talking before about the nodules at the the sea bottoms or whatever that that uh, would have to be um, uh, deep dive grabbed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it would have to be uh, uh, searched for. Spit it out. Eh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like it wasn't even important. Like the bit that I was referring to that was funny was that like he mentions how there's a lot of gold flakes and like mineral flakes in water, but to get that, like you would have to burn a ton of energy and it would be super inefficient because they would have to be over such a large body of water to begin with. And I was like, why did you even like like what's the fucking point of even talking about that if you just you know already just sort of discounted it right there? Like I, I think well, again, I, I just think he suggests things just to. If you're going to pose the it's question at some point, hey, well, some, why didn't they do this? Because you could find because it's dumb, and anybody that actually knows about that knows understands the reason why it's not like. Well, he's he's not he's not again. They, he, he's technically writing this for. They say the, the same thing about like that. Apparently, like if you were to harvest poo or whatever, you could pull all the gold flecks out of that as well. But why? And peanuts. Like, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you what? saying that Dookie Twinkles rolling? <laughs> <laughs> it sparkles, all right, on on the molecular level. Not not all that shines is shit. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, no, like I was just I was just talking about that because it was a funny little thing, and I don't I don't really. So know uh, what chapter we're talking about again? We're still talking <laughs> about. We're, we're still 11. like I, I wanted to talk yeah, about the, the Anunnaki have. and why they are the the workers. Um, they're like the lower level. Yeah. Uh, Nephilim. They're the ones that perform the tasks. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the surf. The surfs. Uh, well, yeah, uh, the, the of, surfs of, the, of God surfs or whatever. They, enough. Enough. But some say eventually when we get to the end of yeah, this chapter. Yeah. So not quite. But yeah. I mean they. they I, I mean, in that, like, as the working class. Right. Um, they, just they still to quote uh, the book here. They were probably unionized. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why they had a say, you know. That's right. They probably, like, <laughs> oh, no, that would be way too much in the future. But, like, the red marks, you know. Like, <laughs> like, it, it says here that they were the lesser members of the landing party of the Anunnaki. So we had right. a group that did land, and they were yeah, so you the have worker like, bees. So yeah. yeah, so you had the Igigi that were in the ships doing whatever. Right. And then you had the Anunnaki on the ground. Then you had the gods. The gods, and, you know, so like right. the scientists. They were either on like the Earth or the 12th planet. Right. And uh, and Lo is the god or who was the commander of these quote-unquote astronauts. And uh, just the the quote uh, Sitchin here, he says, assigned to Anu to heed his instructions, 300 in the heavens he stationed as a guard, mm-hmm. the ways of earth to define from the heaven and on earth. 600 he made reside after he all, 
After he all, oh Jesus Christ, after he all the instructions had ordered to the Anunnaki of heaven and of earth, he allotted their assignments, and their assignment was to mine for gold, or mine. Get that nugget. Get those nuggets. Mm-hmm. Says so the Anunnaki, on the other hand, who had landed and stayed on earth, were known and revered by mankind. We'll get that later, though. It's still in the same chapter. Um, he, he starts talking about like the groups of like 50 and all that. And I, right, I, I kind of lost it there. Like, I was just like, I don't care about Yeah, yeah no, I mean, like he just, it's, it's just. No, ex- basically like. It's you completely know, extemporaneous. Down, like info. whatever, I'm going to give the, the fake motivation of like, okay, you put in your time on earth, time to get some shore leave, go back to the 12th planet. So initially there were 50 Anunnaki sent to earth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, as the initial landing party. But then the Sitchin math, he goes like, okay, then there were 100, then 200, and then so on and so forth. So they got to 600. So every time that like 50 went down, 50 of them got shore leave, and then they would send 50 down, and then 50 more to replace that 50. So second trip, 100 on Naki. Third trip, you gotta send 50 back. So I guess then they sent 150 new Anunnaki. <clears throat> so uh, by 50 sent 250. Blah, 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 blah. At some point, the Anunnaki get disgruntled. Um, right. Do you want to give an example as to why, Roland? I mean, or uh, I mean, Daniel, as to why they got disgruntled from their station in life? Um, because they worked for fucking. Apparently, thousands of years. Apparently, they were mining. They're eating dirt. They got for their recompense. They got to eat fucking clay mixed with water and shit, yeah. Yeah. and dust and stuff. Like it's almost like a coal miner having their lunch, and there's just coal bits in there, yeah. like mm. dirty ditch water that's mixed. <laughs> and they're like, "Well, just be happy with that, right?" That's what that's the that's what you're supposed to do when you're here on Earth: eat garbage. Yes, suffer. Yes, is 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 uh, the, Anunnaki, good the Anunnaki suffered the toil, according to this here. They were complaining, backbiting, grumbling in the excavations, and <laughs> it says the occasion for the mutiny appears to have been a visit by Enlil to the mining area, seizing the opportunity. The Anunnaki right. said to one another, "Yeah, it's probably like Enlil's like re-election campaign for the <laughs> Enlil ship, you know." And he's like, "Let me go on this little PR campaign to the mines down in South Africa." I'm about to go election. Oh shit, they're pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Need to do some politicking. <laughs> Yeah, um, he gets he gets really butt hurt. And yeah, just calls the, all the other gods yeah, down. Just want to go about uh, read what they said uh, to one another. It says, "Let us confront our and says the chief officer. They may relieve us of our heavy work. The king of the gods, the hero Enlil, let us unnerve him in his dwelling." It says the leader or organizer of the mutiny was soon found. He was the chief officer of old time. And he must have held a grudge against the current chief officer. His name, regrettably, is broken off. So, but his inciting address is. is quite clear. <laughs> now proclaim war. Let us combine hostilities and battle. And then they go through the description of the mutiny. You want to read that, Roland? That's uh, uh, page uh, three thirty-two. Oh, at the very okay. bottom. I was just. 332, uh, description of the mutiny is so vivid that scenes of the storming of the Bastille come to mind. Uh, the gods heeded his words. They set fire to their tools, fire to their axes they put. 
They troubled the god of mining in the tunnels. They held him as they went to the gate of the hero Enlil. <clears throat> um, let's see. I mean, the rest of it, it just goes along to say. You know, and Enlil probably showed up with like a pitcher of iced tea, like, hey, <laughs> people are here to visit. <laughs> You're mad. Why? <laughs> As they have like dry clay around their fucking mouths and More shit. ice, please. <laughs> uh, go, I, yeah. hear, I hear the, the, the clay in ditch water is uh, quite good at this time of year. Mm. <laughs> Does it help your skin? <laughs> you all look radiant. <laughs> and they just have those the fucking like pissed off look on their face. Yeah, and his uh, Enlil's first reaction was to take oh, up arms really against funny. his mutineers. Yeah, uh, but he was advised against it. Is it against me that this is being done? Must I engage in hostilities? Uh huh. What did my very yes. own eyes see? Yeah, <laughs> that battle has come right upon to my gate. Yeah. Oh. You know, if this were to be like a play or something, like I feel like that would be the actual voice. Yeah. But I'm, I'm trying to think of like a whinier, nasally or Anunnaki Must person who's like complain, <laughs> complaining about their their work and shit. In about to fisticuffs? <laughs> Never. Okay, so um, what happens after um, and Lil comes and he so, realizes that they, um, he's kind of shocked that they're pissed at, pissed at him. He tries to make it like, so he he brings, he calls up all the management basically, uh, Enki, uh <laughs> Uh, Anu show up. Um, I forget who else, but it's like that. Uh, almost like that. Uh, Bob and David sketch, Mister Show sketch, where the guys for change for a dollar, and the guy has to keep calling up like for the chain of command to see if they give the guy a change. <laughs> um, I haven't seen that. Yeah. That's getting a long time. Oh, it's great. But uh, so they uh, they come down. And uh, the uh, the Anunnaki tell them they like they explain to Ia they explain to uh, Anu what what the hell the deal is. And uh, Enlil, being a, still a, a big baby or whatever, is like, you know, <clears throat> all right, well, um, here's here's my ultimatum. Uh, either you guys kill the the guy that started this whole thing, like you. You you kill the guy who who uh, who started the revolt, or I'll quit. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and Anu's like, uh, quit, bitch. Yeah, what? He's <laughs> like, no. Why? Like, they're so like he they all all of the other gods sided with with the Anunnaki. They're like, no, they've they've kind of got a good point. Like, I imagine it sucks ass to eat dirt and drink water from a ditch. <laughs> you, know, you know, like, you know, have you had you guys ever had any teachers threaten to quit on you, and you're just kind of like, we'll do it. Just fucking do it. I actually had a teacher quit on us three times and she walked out and then like minutes later walked back and tried to gain our sympathy uh, for, yeah. for walking out on us. Not realizing not realizing that we were cheering the minute she walked out the doors. <laughs> <laughs> That's she should have just followed through. That's what she should have done. Yeah, she Obviously she it was did. it's not for everybody. Whatever people think that teaching is easier, whatever the fuck anybody can do it. You're, so are the other two times. You're an idiot. Oh, what was that? The other two times. <laughs> She was joking. Yeah, she said she quit three times. Yeah, well, she did it she over a span of like to. the two years that I had her as a teacher. Like, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. There you go. All right, that completes the I'm out of here. I'm done with this. <laughs> right, cool. Um, 
So <coughs> yeah, like uh, so. So basically, the Anunnaki are wanting, uh, I guess, relief or like help. They for, want out, man. Yeah, they want. Just, they yeah, want completely. And they want some like they suggest to create a, a primitive worker. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, the Lulu. The Lulu. Yeah, the Lulu. Which, actually, right, that there was that terrible Metallica album with Lou Reed. Yeah, that's yeah, it's called Lulu. Lulu. It's terrible. I've never like, listened to it. You, 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 think, uh, you think it's it's te- technically called like primitive worker, primitive primitive musician or something? <laughs> I, was, I was thinking, man, you like, might be maybe, giving them too like, much is, credit. It's a little like weird kind of album, you know. Well, do you think Lou Reed may have may have read uh, Twelve Planet? And he got that from there. Mm, I mean, maybe. Why not? Well, that um, album's terrible. Actually, so. I'm going to blame uh, <laughs> Rob to it, so I would have to say cool ass hair. <laughs> um, was he in the band when he made that? He was. I, right? so. I didn't yes. think so. He was. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah, because um, he joined shortly after Stanger was released. Well, he yeah he was in Stanger. Well, no. Um, all of that shit was done by uh, Bob Rock. All yeah. the oh, that's album. right. Excuse me. He just performed it after the fact yeah. in the concerts and shit. That's true. Yep. That's right. Um, so, yeah. the Ia was actually the one that suggested the primitive worker. Right. Mm-hmm. Also um, known as Enki. Right. Also known as Enki. Who just is, for our listeners. Because like, like they break it down where it's like, He's Ea when he has the Enlil ship for like the planet Earth or whatever. Right. And then he becomes he becomes Enki when he becomes like the Lord of the Watery Deep. No, no. So he's it's you have it backwards, dude. He's he's Enki when he has the Enlil ship. And when Enlil comes down and takes over his post and he's sent to the watery deep, he becomes Ea. I mean I mean, thank you for the correction, but you don't need to yell. <laughs> Listen, bitch. See that, like all those kind of things. It's can be so very fucking confusing. confusing. It, it absolutely really confusing. is. Um, so Aya is seen as the the modern father or creator. Well, it's kind of like uh, of, of the primitive worker. The, the the planet from that is it is it, or the Marduk changes its name when it's in a certain uh, orbit yes, constellation in a certain, in a certain yeah. position. Excuse like me. when it's yeah. like at the crossing, it's like near Bru or something. When it's near Mars, yeah. it's this, yeah. and then it becomes uh, yeah. Uh, fuck. Ninurda. No, that's a god. Uh, what's the fucking name of the twelfth planet when it actually hits like a line? The crossing. Earth? It's the it's Nibiru. Isn't it? Yeah. The, the, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. The, the crossing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like Station Nibiru. Yeah. yeah. So this is still Sumerian. The Babylonian father of humanity is supposed to be Marduk, I believe. Right. With, with this, it's Ea. And all these people have very fluid identities. Yeah, and I mean, and that's not even the language. The language yeah. itself, the Sumerian language that like Sitchin sort of goes into slightly here is that like like the two syllable words are actually reversible so that they still have the yeah, same so meaning. Like Enzu and Zuan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was just like, oh, that's so frustrating. But on top of the fact that like these people have like, you know, Two, two or three different names and like four or five different titles and they're all the same and person. That is not, and that's before Sitchin goes and plays with his own like little yeah. like linguistic ninjutsu. Right, yeah. Um, when he starts, and I mean like the types of, the forms of uh, the name for, uh, or rather the evolutions of Adam and Eve or Adam himself starts off as Adapa yeah. and then... He, he's like, is it interesting that it's the same word as Adamu, which means red earth? And right. Da, 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 da. And that, like, as well, the Sumerians having their fun with their double and triple meanings. And so 
Adam was formed of of the clay and also of the image of 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 uh, you know God or in this case the uh, the, the Anunnaki. Yeah, and uh, <coughs> the word also means you know it's it re- means soil, but then it also means dark red soil, and that also means blood. And so that's where they yeah. get that relationship of the blood of or the image of you know the. The progenitor gods. And that, that can sort of segue thing. into the next chapter, Roland, which is well, number 12, the creation <laughs> of man. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's interesting, but it's <laughs> like it's I just wish he handled we, it better. When we, when we enter the new chapter, everyone kind of sighs. <laughs> one if, more. If it's not coming through the microphone like I'm hearing in the headphones. It, there's <sighs> a collective sigh whenever we jump to the next chapter because it's Feels like there's another task at hand. Yeah. So the creation of man. Yes. And um, just to give a quick, um, I guess, condensed version of the creation of man from the Bible. You know, what um, I think is it is it man is created on the sixth day. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And on the seventh day is when they they relax and chill or whatever. Out yeah, and and uh, we've made mention of this before. Sitchin uh, claims that the biblical version of these stories is just a condensed version right. of the Sumerian tales, mm-hmm. uh, which go into far more detail. If the Book it of Genesis of is like one thing. book, a uh, couple pages long. Yeah, the Sumerians are have full te- entire yeah, texts. Well, cuneiform tablets. So you fucking know? Sitchin. Right. So there's one chapter in here. I'm just gonna shoehorn it in because. Hmm. Um, he gets really fucking flippant at one point where he's talking about like, like the evolutionary story. But but are we really nothing more than naked apes? Is the monkey just an evolutionary arm's length away from us? Yeah. And the tree shrew just a human who has yet to lose his tail and stand erect? Yeah, he's... So my comment to this was, that is like the equivalent to saying, if we was descended from monkeys... Why is there still monkeys? You know, <laughs> why don't we have right? Yeah. Um, and 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 also like probably more for like the last episode we're gonna do on this shit. But it's like, yes, actually, we are a little step away from yeah, tree shrews. Isn't yes, that cool? We are a little step away from these monkeys. Like yes. we're one step we away. A common ancestor. Yes, and like, we're completely fucking different. <laughs> like it's that huge. Like yes, yes, scientists are saying this, Sitchin. Just sorry you don't agree with it, but yes, that that is the just, case. It, like so. <laughs> Yeah, Sitchin's bias is showing a little bit. He it's coming back again where he was talking about the idea, well, like the ideas of evolution and how we came from primitive man, and there's no way they could have like developed over this period of time. Like it should have taken so much longer because we're because we're dumb and like um, uh, obviously aliens came along and guided us to our our present state, which is how we got corn and uh, <laughs> in a. Uh, Oh, what the hell was the so name weird, of that? Uh, <laughs> oh no! So like we we're, uh, I was oh, I was we thinking bit, of that I stupid was thing earlier yeah. about this. Yeah, this was this was off. Uh, it's chapter off the recording here, thirteen but, uh, or fourteen. Yeah, where, we get to where they mention the corn. Yeah, in 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 the east, which is didn't happen. Yeah, it's un <laughs> unpossible. All right, like okay, dude, sure. Um. Aliens, yeah. and they took it all with them when they left. They let they. So I want to know, like, why they didn't take one of the like sky boats to the 
watery deep west. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because the timeline would have been okay. Because like domestication of uh, ZMAs was like ten thousand years ago or something like that. So I think that was totally jived with the Sumerians, but I'm not sure because I'm like three thousand BC. It was, a, it was a missed opportunity, apparently. Um, uh, this whole fucking book is a missed opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> it's part of one. Um, part one of the missed 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 opportunity series or chronicles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one, right. one of the things that they that uh, Sitchin mentions is that. Whenever the God created man, um, wrong, allegedly, <laughs> um, he he made man to worship God, and that the translation is it's actually not. supposed to be it's work to, be to serve. Yeah, he's supposed to work for him, work for him, <laughs> which is funny. So yeah, like they they created the uh, the surf the surf uh, cast or whatever with uh, the creation of humanity. Um, we were made to toil away, right? Um, and to do that, they I was telling Ray, they cracked out the uh, the Nephilim CRISPR uh, and uh, gene edited, genes, used a gene splicing or whatever, gene modification to uh, to birth us, or, or, I guess. Yeah, and Sitching like, talks about all the... The methods. The, the tech that we have now where it's like, okay, well, like human cloning has been discussed or whatever. Yeah. Right. And so he applies that to like, well, if the Anunnaki, you know, were so much more advanced than us, like four hundred thousand years ago when they landed, then they would have had they would have had this like knowledge too, obviously. And but what's funny is that you talk about like how Earth and this whole planet and all the other planets that have like the right conditions for life or whatever, mm-hmm. but then. Earlier in the book, didn't he talk about how, like, oh, well, there's evidence for microscopic, you know, life on Mars or whatever yeah. the planets. Uh-huh. Um, and with our modern understanding, like, it's like, oh, well, we actually don't know the conditions for, like, what actually allows for life to begin and then probably. Oh, because that takes life. a complete understanding of physics, which that's nowhere near. I mean, you have you have planets that are so cold that they burn. I, there's right. shit that but, makes I mean, absolutely all no that sense aside, it's like so like if so he's just he's just you know kind of like cheaply applying the conditions of life to this you know mystery 12th planet which he's <laughs> trying to demonstrate even exists much less what the conditions are, are on it are mm-hmm. and he's saying oh it's like earth oh it's like earth it's fine it's like earth yeah. it's just a big earth comes around once in a while right. it's big earth some uh, the conditions that's how they knew how to splice shit. So, what, what did the the Nephilim use, or what did they do to actually create men? They uh, so it said they g- genetically modified they, or manipulated. They and okay by but, that but, is but, like but, selective breeding. Well, what, what did they? Much. Who did they use, or what was used to they actually took create the modern ovum men? from an ape man? Because an uh, ape man from Bigfoot. Yeah. Yes, and Daniel, I, I do want you to bring that. Theory that you had oh, for a few minutes. Yeah. Oh shit. Was it in this chapter? Because that'd be brilliant. Uh, yeah, I think um, it was. Um, it was okay. Um, just before so, figure one forty nine. Just to kind of sum this up real quick, uh, Stitchin was talking about like the early interactions with the like Anunnaki or Nephilim, and 
what he suggests is Homer Erectus. Right. Um, Because you have the, you know, shaggy man ape that would, I'm trying to think of like a cartoon character that would like always constantly like befuddle the fucking attempts of the other person to like capture them or whatever. So it's like, it's like, it's like Bugs Bunny, basically. The Roadrunner? Yeah, Bugs Bunny running through. <laughs> but apparently these like, you know, shaggy ape men that the... Knuckle draggers. That the 12th planet origin folks would run into would uh, fill in the holes they dug as traps, you know, disable traps and protect their little animal friends or whatever. Um, and I don't think that it, that sort of behavior is indicative of humans because we are a greedy, shitty opportunistic species. opportunistic. <laughs> yes. That's another good word for shitty, um, <laughs> but like lazy, I don't know. Like, I think if like it makes total humans makes came upon a trap, that. they'd be like, Ooh, my thing. Yeah. Because, you know, uh, early hunter gatherers, like, what did they do? They they were very much just like, all right, this is really like scavengers, exactly. Or, and then like anything they found, for them, anything they, like, they found, yeah, they had my to, reward. I'm just gonna take this and because they were off. nomadic as fuck to begin with. That means that they had no like storage. They had no like you know like it's not like they had a, carried things around in a backpack. Like no, it was very much just just oh cool, I found this, this bag of nuts. Just, I'm yeah. gonna eat it here or like you know. So I think our 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 shaggy man ape friend was actually good old Sasquatch. From Harry and the Hendersons? You know, <laughs> protecting fucking nature and stuff. And it wasn't Homo erectus that the Anunnaki, you know, or the Nephilim, you know, decided to gene splice. I think it was Bigfoot, which <laughs> explains for the lack of sightings of Bigfoot in nature nowadays because the Anunnaki helped drive them to extinction by taking a good chunk of their population for their experiments to make, you know, a DAPA. Well, yeah. I mean, sure, why not? Um, well, they, they had to harvest, they had to harvest their, the, their eggs kind of thing for this whole thing because of how it worked uh, supposedly was that they, those were planted inside of the, uh, inside of the Nephilim and um, Ia in this in this particular context, Ea was the like I said before, he was the father of mankind. He was the first one to fertilize that egg and birth. He was also Enki, right? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Just want to make that clear. <laughs> I would try to, anyways. Fuck. Um, it's just easier to refer to him as Ea at this point. Um, um I, I do want to bring up the fact that it wasn't a successful experiment. And the first time no, around, it wasn't. There uh, were some so, hilarious results. Yeah. Uh, uh, Roland or Dan, did you want to read some of the the Go for ex- a roll, experiment? Dude. I just want to comment yeah. on uh, these so experiments that they funny. created. It was, this is kind of weird, like, um, and I'm not too sure, like, how it exactly. So, because there are two distinctions uh, that I understand. Um, the one oh, where, and actually, what's um, up? So, sorry, jumping ahead a little bit to some of the stuff we're going to talk about. So Sitchin's whole like linchpin was like, oh, down and I need to bang like Homo erectus for it to work. Mm-hmm. But uh, they didn't. try to produce all these like 
hybrid other experiments yeah it's right hybrids uh, before they decided to make a primitive man they made like and so oh, he points shit, to he dude. points to the sphinxes yeah you know he's like fish oh, people yeah there were bullshit but uh there was that one figure they shared where i had like little dude on like chicken legs which i think is like super cute and hilarious <laughs> So the problem with all of that is that I guess they were short-lived. They had a lot of deformities and that sort of thing. Just it didn't work out. Um, that was a figure one fifty. Yeah, yeah, figure this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Have a look at that. I don't know, guys. It looks like the devil to me. Are you sure those are chicken legs? Maybe those, those look are- like chicken legs for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 the devil is on the far left of figure one fifty. Yeah. <laughs> which I can't or tell be I can't three over or I can't tell most of those figures uh, actually I can't tell if it's a tail or just a really long dick <clears throat> that's wrapping around his leg <laughs> why not both um, isn't that uh, but uh, I don't know if you look at the figure there's a lot of dicks isn't that, 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 uh, that figure there how, what the fuck is that that movie with uh, the James James Cameron has with the blue the blue people or whatever Avatar yeah isn't that how they don't they have like tail dicks or whatever or is it their hair I forget I never watched that shit because it's shit no it's just it's just the tail like they kind of they connect they kinda, them like, or whatever they the dock together <laughs> they dock their tails yeah. <laughs> um all right so yeah. my problem my problem with uh, that that I get a bit confused and uh, this is what I was talking to you about before Daniel is uh, when he's jumping around between Sumerian and Babylonian mythology. I believe in Sumerian, he refers to Ninhursag as the uh, mother of humanity. She's the one responsible for birthing them, for sort of helping create them or coming up with the whole idea. Um, She's also referred to, and I don't, I think this was in Babylonian, uh, as Mammy, uh, which I think I mentioned in the first episode is where we derive the term mother, mama, mommy from. Um, Where I get a little... Where it gets a little confusing or, or fuzzy for me is the other name that she's referred to, and that is Ninki, right? Um, when she is in her, when she is being referred to as Ninki, or rather that personification of, of her as Ninki, she is not the mother; she is the midwife of the gods. I think it's Nin- Ninlil, you mean, right? Ninlil is no. the actual mother. That okay. is to say, Ninlil is the wife of Ea. Okay. In that, in that. But then she context. is said to be Ninti, so I believe that it was right. like a flip to the Babylonian account. Right. Right. Okay. Um, so. That's 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 where I get a little confused. That is to say, originally Nin Hersag was said to have birthed or created humans, uh, and then later on, that is Nin, Ninti, uh, or okay. uh, again the wife of Ea, mm-hmm. with um, with Ninki. That is to say, Nin Hersag being the midwife, the uh, the sort of the uh, I guess um, the architect of it because she's the one that tells Ia and and uh and Ninti how to do this like look you need to get some clay you need to get like this like apparently there was a formula or uh to it and they're like okay sure let's get to banging and so you know taking so they <laughs> like they say the blood of they uh, they say they use the blood of gods and clay um Sitchin postulates that what they really do is they take the ovum from an ape uh, a female ape man, ape human, human, uh, and you basically use, uh, I suppose, what would be a sign of fertilization. It's uh, where the artificial insemination, right? Yes, where the the uh, woman acts as a uh, oh, 
she she, she yes. The there's a there's a term for it, but yeah, she's uh she carries she carries the, the egg mother, term. Yes, and uh, Ia comes and you know, spooges spreads his juice <laughs> on there, and they're the modern fathers <laughs> of humanity. That's where Adam is uh is born. But um, what you were telling me to go in before Ray is as where it gets. You know the again. It, this sort of to me refers to the uh, capriciousness of the gods because they're assholes. Uh, if if you've read Roman or Greek uh, or you know Norse archaeology, uh, excuse me, mythology, like the all, god, the, all as, the gods have a fun side to them. They, yeah, is, yeah, right? and they also have a fucky side to them. And a lot of times, like <laughs> those lines get blurred. And this is one of the fucky times where Ninhursag is uh, sort of. Uh, She's like in here. She says uh, it's. She says that uh, it says. Excuse me. Sitchin says that she mischievously, mischievously, um, tells Ia, if I'm mistaken, that you know. Oh, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna play around with like making these people, and so she makes six. Uh, I believe it was six humans that were you know they were deformed and like they had deficiencies. That one of them was blind. Like another one was born without genitals. Uh, another guy, like he couldn't hold his piss, you know, like his, his, yeah. he was like literally like unable to hold his urine. Like what? Okay. Um, there were others that were uh, born that had infirmities at old age. Uh, trembling hands. Right. Sick liver, trembling hands. Just, right. So yeah. The guy failing liver. Like, hold his piss in. Do you think it was just like a slow trickle the whole time? Like, like, <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Slowly like, developed. Like he was just. Not Man. just like spraying all over the place, you know. I, like, I guess he was always having to be hydrating or whatever. I don't know. Like that's, or maybe on a timed uh, hydration process. So like if he at some point they had to time the piss correctly. Right. So if he drank something, he'd wait a certain amount of time, maybe and he would have to go urinate somewhere yeah. else, as opposed to just it being a surprise. And he it's very regular. Everyone on the floor just down he must have had a very clean liver, I guess, and kidneys, and just. Mm. Well, who knows what color that urine was? It could have been orange or green. Or right? Yeah, shit. we don't know anything about their diet. Maybe, maybe his his uh, kidneys were all fucked up too. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like Nin Hersag apparently was that was that was sort of a joke to her. I, I'm not well, too sure. Uh, it's, when you say that, I just want to read this part just before, like uh, they talk about all the deformities of those folks. So the Sumerian texts too speak of a deformed humans created by Enki and the mother goddess uh, Nin Hersag. Right. In the course of their efforts to fashion a perfect primitive worker, Enki is at Ia. Yeah. Just well, one text reports that Ninursag, whose task it was to bind upon the mixture, the mold of the gods, got drunk and called over to Enki. Right, that's right. She got how drunk. How good or how bad is man's body? As my heart prompts me, I can make its fate good or bad. Yes. <laughs> it sounds like they were just kind of so Sitchin like attributes this to a trial and error process. Like he totally just an inten- shit face <laughs> trial and error. I would yeah, say exactly. an intentional trial and error. They're just like, well, let's just kind of like see what happens here. And- so yeah, he's like, this is prob- probably unavoidable. It's like what? Mm-hmm. Mm, okay, then with these technically advanced, uh, technologically advanced gods, they right. just happen to have no these- balls, no vag, all butthole. <laughs> <laughs> they shit out the back and the front. <laughs> like, uh, um, so yeah, they Anki named uh, the seventh uh, Adapa uh, Adam. Homo, the, that is to say, the modern Homo sapiens. Um, which, yeah, very different from the shaggy ape man is what uh, what Sitchin says here. A smooth, hairless body. 
A skin is the skin of a god. Yeah. Um, so apparently uh, the Nephilim were genetically compatible with the daughters of man uh, after this yeah. final product and able yeah, to marry man. them and have children by them. Uh, Nothing for the dudes, though. No like, fucking angelic fucking for them. Well, well, I mean, the Nephilim were... Well, also, they also sense, had, you know, I know, the daughters of men, you know, yeah. Yeah. fuck, you know. I mean, yeah, it couldn't, it couldn't just be with the, 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 the girl Nephilims. That's just, no, it's, it's all about spreading that seed. That's patriarchal. And like, That's right. They're run by, <laughs> run by dudes. So like Sitchin's like a fucking SJW. He doesn't even know it. Intergalactic SJW or yeah. extragalactic. It's all the same galaxy. Mm. <laughs> um. <coughs> They Galactic do say SJW. they do say that after Adam was created, they basically settled on a mold, a human, a mold for for like human uh, uh, birth. Wasn't that wasn't and that who so, uh, Adam was or adopted? Yeah, he's just the mold that they kind of based well, something else on. The model. He was the model. Like the mold the model. was like yeah, the like, process that they like used. There was like an Adapa made, but then like the I guess the framework that made Adapa. They're like, yeah. all right, that's the we shit. got this. And so like they bring well, fourteen reproduce. They they bring fourteen yeah. Nephilim goddesses and uh, do the same thing. What I'm not seven sure about chicks, seven make dudes. Apparently. What I'm not sure about is is if Ia was the one for all of them at this point, or if it was like they had other other partners. But um, I think they had bukake parties, and there's just a surprise. <laughs> from there. Ah, yes, the spray and pee. Okay, um, so oh, those traditions still hold up to this day in 2020. Mm. I seen them. <laughs> just so. like our 12-hour day, our 12-double-hour day, bukake. After they were born, Enki <laughs> was uh, by the fucking. Anunnaki. Oh, I mean, star people. Uh, Anunnaki Bukake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just to sort of end that, like, they were, after the after that, they were, uh, and Ia was put in charge of them. He was put in charge of training them, giving them knowledge, and setting them, setting them to task. That's funny. This is, like, the first time that, like, Roland's tried to stay on task, and then you and I have gone off on bullshit, Ray. Yeah. Mm. I'm trying to do it while I still can, while I still have something to say. That's all. Just like, eh. well, oh, I mean, quest first, yeah, <laughs> and last, and last. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so after the creation, of course, uh, men are created to toil the earth, mine, do the Anunnaki job, and then we move on to chapter thirteen, which is uh, the end of all flesh, uh, aka the fall of man. Basically, kill them all. Okay, so uh, basically, it's um, it correlates to the condensed version of the Garden of Eden when uh, men are pretty much they eat from the tree of knowledge and they are banished. Um, there's a lot of weird shit that goes on in this. Uh, they, they discuss yeah, like, but a, it's like, why? Yeah, why do were they banished? Yeah, uh, but uh, too smart for your own good. Before we do that, like, uh, just want to talk about we're some of the animals, the weird shit. Yeah, the weird shit that was going on um, the, in this place. The Anunnaki did make or supposedly limit the intelligence of humanity, ideally, so something near to them, but not exactly because I, I want to say because of that 
that exact reason. They're like, nope, you can't know too much because then, like, then you'll be like us and you'll try yeah. to take over. The, you need to do what you're told. The man worked naked. Yeah. They, they um, put on clothes. Yeah. They pretty much, they boot bang that. animals. That's right. Uh, they bang each other, but without any sort of, they weren't procreating at the time, right? Mm-hmm. They were just kind of like right. banging willingly. Yeah. Or willy-nilly. Mm-hmm. Lots of willies. Lots of willies. <laughs> lots of banging. Um, yeah, Sorry. so Sitchin relates the story of an animalistic loving? man giving up sodomy with animals for sex with a woman and in the process becoming more advanced. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was that tale where it was like they sent that one like harlot goddess down to go like fuck a dude so he would like realize, oh, fuck an animal, that's stupid. I'm going to fuck bitches. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's it's funny because you know what, that you mentioned that later on, it got turned around. I think it was, was it Gilgamesh? Who Inanna was like, hey, you want some of this? And he's like, uh, how many how many dudes have you been with? And she's like, eh, probably a few. And he's like, yeah, I'm good. Nah. And he just sort of walks away. And yeah, like it was just it was just funny to I've me. I've heard about twelve planet gonorrhea. Fuck the, that. The slut, <laughs> slut goddess was denied. I immediately brought up the skit from Dave. Get you behind me, space herpes. When he talks about him like fucking like a orangutan or some shit. (laughs) (laughs) And how he's like, he doesn't want to fuck human women. Like he just uh, wants to fuck this orangutan because it peels his dick like a fucking banana or something. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought I'd break that up because that just would have reminded me of. Always funny. <laughs> so, um, again, reverting back to the biblical story, um, Adam and Eve do eat from the tree of knowledge, and then they, the Sitchin says that the the knowledge that they acquire is the knowledge to procreate, which is I, again, I. I Going through this chapter pretty fast, I wasn't sure like why they couldn't do that beforehand. So basically, they did give them the ability to. to if it, it was just not, they were fucking already, right? Yeah. So why would the knowledge of them procreating before were they were they pulling out the whole time? Were they just not uh, shooting whole super blanks? Yeah. I don't know. Did the knowledge allow for more oh, potent jizz? If I come in your pussy, not in your belly button, it works. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this is graphic. It's uh, <laughs> it's because they weren't eating enough kale. All right, they, they <laughs> yeah, need yeah. the superfoods to give them the the super spooge. And uh, yeah, that was it. It's all about the diet, baby. And uh, it shows. It says that uh, Enlil was the. The disciplinarian and the adversary to man. Well, yeah, Enki he was man's advocate and maker. Yeah, and Eo was was the one that. Well, yeah, yeah, Eo yeah, was it's, the, it's the same thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the same person. But once again, no, Enlil's not. No, no, no. He's no, no, talking because no, he said Enki. Excuse me, and I said Eo just just because trying to trying to stick consistent. names here, still Yeah, it's just better to just use them all. You know what? Yeah. But yeah, you're right. Um, Enlil was the disciplinarian. He was the one trying to like just keep keep them down or whatever and under control and subjugated. Um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Enki was the one that was uh, the. It's considered the serpent, right? Um, yes, and I yes. want to say also the Greek uh, the uh, Greek version of Prometheus who brought fire to the to the humans, and you know okay. that was. 
that was what uh, sort of was one of the catalysts for for the development of civilization. They, Prometheus brought fire down from from the heavens, and yeah, it was against it was against uh, it was against Zeus's wishes, and Zeus punished him for it. Zeus being uh, a an analog for Enlil, and again Prometheus oh. for 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 Ea for Enki. Did you read a different book because that didn't come up? Uh, I think he's just making the comparison. No, I was like making the, the comparison because he does compare Enlil to Zeus. And I do want to say I read I read something in here about uh, he didn't name Prometheus specifically. He did mention in here something about bring bringing the fire down to humanity. I just it was in the beginning of the book somewhere. But anyways, like yeah, so this is just more more of those parallels that uh, that Sitchin uses for his little inter- literal interpretation of the uh, of all of these uh, belief systems. Now, was it like a big assumption for Sitchin to associate Enki or Eo with uh, the serpent in the Garden of Eden? In the so you story? were telling me before that a ri- that uh, was it the Gnostic or the Agnostic? That it says it's the Gnostic that version. supposedly referred to, to the serpent. The, yeah, the, the serpent foods, as yeah. so, okay. So this isn't specifically like that, and that you're you're mentioning the serpent was represented as Jesus who brought as like the Jesus character, right? Yeah. But I know I've read accounts or interpretations of the serpent as uh, like a, a positive. I guess Yahweh. Yeah, yeah. The serpent is a, supposed to be a positive on like humanity. A just like, wisdom because the, the the snake in most cultures represents right. the like, the caduce. I think was it. Is the, it represents like wisdom or knowledge? The, or something? the snakes twined mm-hmm. about the staff to yeah. represent and, and they actually uh, have modern that medicine here, but like but with the I guess a palm tree or something. Right. Yeah. Figure one fifty eight. Yeah. 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 And let me see if I have. Um, Hold on. So yeah, I, I the reason I was I was asking about that is because I don't remember exact exactly which interpretation of the Bible represents this the uh, snake as not as as not an evil uh, you know figure. As, oh, I don't think a, there's a portion of the Bible that I'm doesn't. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah there no, there isn't I'm a version. Sure there is. I don't think there's a version of the Bible in any version like that because it's just like oh well like yeah. the snake then i guess it was just a is like representative of like satan or whatever right so, yes standard the standard uh, uh representation of him is well is that, that's also over time that uh, i i guess satan, i'm satan just not sure that 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 one of those like or the new age. if it's supposed to be like uh Aya or enki as the snake then he's not a negative figure you know because no. these are just because the Pantheon of the Sumerians right, right. was just, you know, they were, they were just people, really, right. with their own little agendas and stuff. And mm-hmm. AI had his little pet project with people. Um, he likes them. Whereas in the... I mean, it is explained that Adam is his direct son in this. Right. But in the Torah or the Pentanush, um, the snake is like the adversary. Right. Right. I must be thinking of some like new wave friggin' Church of Satan. New wave Bible? Uh, <laughs> observations or the interpretations. Wave, you know, of, there's going to be a new wave translation, and I hope <laughs> someone comes up with that just because it might be interesting to read. Um, <laughs> anyways, like that's that was the main reason why I had asked you about uh, uh, the uh, sort of stories and beliefs surrounding the serpent in the Garden of Eden. Kind of stuff and how it wasn't necessarily uh, the standard interpretation used here. Uh, Ea was supposed to represent that on multiple levels. And um, <clears throat> yeah, 
<laughs> oh god damn it anyways so um where did we leave off here we're with, still on uh chapter 13 uh i think the last thing we were talking about was uh sex with animals <laughs> that was at the beginning actually uh, basically we were we left off with uh the fact that um Enki gave him the knowledge. He represented the serpent in the Garden of Eden. Sitchin, Sitchin does and, postulate um, that Enki's the serpent. Uh, Enlil was pissed that Enki uh, basically engineered them to be able to procreate and stuff right. like that. To be independent. And then... Let's go get a jab. After all that, with his more like, let's bring the Bible in, he starts talking about... Um, I think he does. He does it a lot in this chapter, though. Like I feel like there's more. Oh yeah, yeah. But it starts there. off with like the talking about Adam and Eve. You know, Cain and Abel story. Mm -hmm. and then, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Lamech and Lamech's fuck up, and then like how, or not Lamech's fuck up because uh, Noah was the son of Lamech, who was like, mm -hmm. and Noah's name meant like respite or whatever. Uh, mm -hmm. But we're getting into the deluge right. here, folks. Um, right. And that goes into, uh, is it chapter 14? Uh, sort of, yeah. I mean, it, it, ends, it ends 13 talking about uh, Utnapishtim, the Sumerian version of Noah. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that, that well, relates. Well, Babylonian. Oh, okay. I'm, because, I'm, yeah, no, I'm reading like, that here. Because he, he directly like talks about like the Epic of Gilgamesh, which is a Babylonian tale. Oh, okay. Well, then this this fucking summary here is is uh, got it back back ass words. It's uh that's that's why I read this little last bit here. Uh, Ziusudra or Upnapishtim, the Sumerian hmm. version of Noah. Either well, way, like Upnapishtim or whatever is the Babylon or the Sumerian. Then maybe maybe. Um, the point is that like again, it's just another analog uh, or parallel. Excuse me. Uh, leading into Sitchin using more more. Uh, information or sorry uh tacking in more stuff from the bible leading up to leading up to the flood and as anybody knows anyone that's looked at like deluge myths um there are a lot of different stories like like you just said the gilgamesh goes into that the epic of Gil gilgamesh um this is just the one he uses here well fuck i was just watching a youtube video uh some dudes talking about how uh they think that the Sites of like uh, Tiwanaku and Pumapunka can be explained. Like they posit that like you have like an Anunnaki kind of like god level force that built the sites initially, but then when the Great Deluge came, it scattered like all of the fucking big blocks and shit. Um, so they're like, oh well, these were scattered in the Great Deluge, and then people came by later and set up shop there and built around some of the like initial remains remains that were like intact or whatever. Yeah. Mm. Cause like they talk about that with like, with like the Inca. Cause they talk about like the architecture early on with like, Oh, look at these huge ass blocks. So to come from like super far away. And then later like Inca constructions on top of those earlier constructions, they're trying to like capture the same, like, idea but it's like done way more shittily like they're mm -hmm. using like uh mortar whereas earlier constructors uh constructions did not right um so they're, they're talking about like how sites like cusco 
uh, or in like Machu Picchu and stuff were initially like built by other people. Yeah. Then they, then they built on top like, of that. Like the Deluge. And then later people came by and were like, oh, let's build upon this shit or whatever. Right. Um, so, yeah. So just owning to your point, like the Deluge myth is like all over the fucking place. But it's been recently applied to an area of the world that I care the fuck a lot about, being the Andes. And I thought it was interesting with their, like, thoughts on it. I'm just wondering why, like, there isn't a, a bunch of, like, clay and silt and shit that's intermixed with the remains at, like, Tiwanaku if it was floodwaters that, like, pushed all this stuff. Because you'd have, like, all the, like, flood sediments there i would think mm-hmm. but whatever moving on <laughs> <laughs> yeah Sorry. 14 when the gods fled from earth yes, yes. chapter 14 um so the, uh, when the unprepared gods fled from earth yeah. actually <laughs> i figured they would um known. like you said roland this this chapter pretty much goes into the deluge so yeah ray was showing me the uh I guess the little chronology that Sitchin puts together at the end of chapter uh, the end of chapter fourteen. I don't know if um, you. Yeah, I'm sure Daniel's uh, come across that at, at some point. Yeah. How? But before we get into that, I just want to ease into this uh, chapter here. Um, again, this is basically about the deluge and like how Enlil is pissed off that man is procreating, and he and basically wants to kill off man right mankind with this he wants to destroy him with like disease and shit like that right but Enki stops him Eo however you want to refer to this person mm-hmm. um and Endel decides on a drought and famine instead and it reverts uh, it starts talking about cannibalism and I was I forgot where it was in this chapter because I didn't underline anything I was listening to it mainly uh, it was about the Anunnaki actually when they took yeah. off like because when they decided on the deluge mm-hmm. also the Anunnaki had to fuck off right. right Um, and so there's a great paragraph that he quotes um the Anunnaki, great gods, were sitting in thirst and hunger. Ninti wept and spent her emotion. She wept and eased her feelings. The gods wept for, with her and for the land. She was overcome with grief. She thirsted for beer. Where she sat, the gods sat weeping, <laughs> crouching like sheep at the trough. Jeez. Her lips were feverish with thirst. They were suffering from cramp from hunger. So, rereading that today, um, I'm no longer an atheist. <laughs> my the god that I will be the patron to will be Ninti <laughs> because she thirsted for beer I and we're up in the fucking it. space and the little shit she's like fuck I could really use a fucking beer not food not water not companionship <laughs> the fucking beer the queen of so male. Ninti I worship you, you I love her. you you work for her you're on my muse <laughs> Send me beer. <laughs> but yeah, you're my God. Do you, do you no longer depend on the staff at your studios, Daniel? Or yeah. Well, I would hope that, you know, they're also going to pray daily to Ninti. <laughs> and she will bless us with beer. Mm. And that will cut down on the costs at the studio here. 
Right now, right now I'm I'm praying to the god of seltzer, but uh, maybe maybe that's uh, like Ninty's. Uh, those are cousin. one of those uh, new age gods, really. <laughs> yeah, Ninty's fucking twenty five hundred year old fucking sorority fucking the goddess of dumbass third cousin. The <laughs> uh, purveyor of the Hawaiian shirt or something. Mm. Probably a student of Wazoo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They be flooding the earth, and the yes, Anunnaki yes. flee yeah, as that's, well. That's yes, around. Yes, this sorry. is so. This is when they get the the biblical version of Noah, who yes. uh, Enki, uh, I guess, warns and tells him to prepare, sort of thing, and much in the same way of uh, the um, Bible, God telling Noah to build a, right. his ark. His ark. Get all. Um, but in here, they, get all the animals, all the dinosaurs. It gets, it, they call it like a submarine, right? Yes, basically. Uh, yeah, the, but like it's not a submarine. It's it's called something something else, aside, but, but like um, name for it. Going back to the the Sumerian slash Babylonian myth of this uh, deluge event, um, Enki was god as you know in the right god, the god of Bible, humanity in the whole like I'm going to warn one dude about what's going on, mm-hmm. so he's going to build an ark or whatever. Um, or rather, so was, sorry, uh, I, I mean like, yes, yes, you're correct. But like in the biblical, the biblical version of, of the biblical version, um, the interpretation of God in the Bible, uh, with respect to Enki is he's actually like the distillation of all of those, right? Of all of those. No, gods. no, right, right, right. Uh, no, well, they say that like, Yahweh is, there we go. you know. All of the like Sumerian gods playing a different role, so it's not like contradictory yeah, they, that Yahweh wanted to destroy the earth, then also warn Noah, right, and then decided to pull renege on the deal. So that's why I, was, I um, mentioned that to try to make that distinction because exactly, exactly right. Like he's the one who damns them and saves them at the same time. So it's, it can be a bit contradictory without that, and, that uh, context. Skipping to the end of this deluge period, um, when the like Anunnaki are able to like descend, and uh, it's linked to the biblical account when Noah, you know, roasted some meat in you know as a sacrifice to Yahweh. Uh-huh. It's interpreted by Sitchin that after the Noah equivalent in there in the Sumerian or Babylonian account. He landed on Mount Ararat and mm-hmm. roasted some meat, and the fucking Anunnaki were so and Nephilim were so goddamn hungry yep. and like and they'll sniff them out for the food. They just came down. They're like, "All right, you're good. You guys are cool." Barbecue. But then Sitchin writes, "Bring um, dip and chips." As they landed on Ararat, they saw that this was not so. <laughs> Earth was still habitable and had to live on it, and to live on it, they needed man. Right. And someone like. What were the Anunnaki doing for the thousands of years before man? Like just like going on crazy like rock star diets of like cocaine and not eating like <laughs> the Nibiru diet. The Nibiru diet. Like all of a sudden, like they're like, oh, we need man. Like oh, we can't we can't do it on this planet without they, them, even though we created them because we were too lazy. They, yeah, they turned like, into the humanity from Wally or whatever, where they're just like flo- fat and floating around, and they have like stubby it's arms like and the legs. The fucking pimp they can't take care of to is like bond all hoe and like has her in a strangle holes, like, but I need you. <laughs> <laughs> you my best. I love you. 
on right. the cheek and then get back to work. Slap. Because he throws her to the ground. You know? <laughs> that's the fucking that's the fucking Nephilim in us, man. Uh, you know? It became a toxic relationship, and uh, they needed us, and and we couldn't get enough of that. I guess. I don't know. Well, I mean, are you talking about? The humans couldn't get enough of it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess. Because <laughs> they don't we're, fucking know any we're better. We're for punishment. Exactly. We don't mind being completely threatened. Oh, our lives threatened, but we're like, okay, they, they're they cool with us now. They're taking care I'm, of I'm us. Glad, I'm glad uh, we're in their good graces again. Yep. Yeah. I couldn't live without them. And vice versa. They're pissed at them for doing what they created them to do, yeah, necessarily. Exactly. And, then uh, they're and like, also like them. and then it's like, our Wait, fault man, that them. they so. gave us or them rather uh, you know free will independence yeah how dare they <laughs> so they're selfish <laughs> <laughs> oh no 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 they're jealous uh, that's what Yahweh they're, is jealous of God so I mean they're jealous and they love us yeah. They hate us. They love us. Then they you can't hate decide. Us again, it's all. It's all the above. We're just. We just gotta live with it, or try. <laughs> so, uh, how long did the deluge last in this? Uh, according to Sitchin here. Actually, that's exactly what. Oh shit! Uh, bibli- he does break that down. Biblically, it, uh, it's forty days and forty nights, mm-hmm. uh, according to the story with Noah in it. But. Mm-hmm. Uh, time-wise, it might have been a little bit longer. Uh, I'm just looking at the timeline that's provided in this chapter. Oh, at the end of uh, 14? Oh, I mean, that that doesn't really explain. It just says that the Nephilim um, are aware of the impending tidal wave that will be triggered by the nearing 12th planet vow to let mankind perish. The deluge sweeps over Earth, abruptly ending the ice. So uh, before the deluge, the Ice Age was still... Um, Going down, apparently, yeah. yeah. So mankind, so, like, but, but, it was a, goes on but it was already like, towards the end of it, though, right? I mean, like the land yes. of still warm, warmer so, climates. So, like Sitchin says that, like the deluge may have been caused by an ice sheet falling off of Antarctica, right? And then Jeez. that created the tidal up, wave, like yeah. through the Indian Ocean into Mesopotamia, <laughs> right? Um, and that the then he goes on and like talks about how like the Anunnaki would have known this or whatever. But he only talks about like, oh, well, Nibiru or the 12th planet, when it becomes Nibiru, it's at Earth. But mm-hmm. it's passing through and passed by Jupiter again, passed by Mars. And somehow they knew that something was going to happen. But he doesn't really go into how like the Nephilim knew this fucking tidal wave was going to fucking happen. Right. Um, Which kind of like once again pokes a couple, just a couple holes at his already fucking starry night of fucking, you know, plot holes. Mm-hmm. You know, well, when you're reading a book like this, uh, on the first read, it's very intriguing. You know, you don't question too much of it, maybe a few things here and there. But if you've read it in such a close time, I've read it already like this this year, I think I've read it like three times mm-hmm. <laughs> in the past couple months, uh, not even thinking about it. And you start to find... You start nitpicking at every little thing that you see because I mean, I you you've had to like go through it uh, the third time. Not now, to third, do that. third time's a charm, I've and you're seeing like every little that. thing that Sitchin does and says, and every little nuance to be the most um, word unique. sentence. Which ro- roll even rolling like pointing out random things the way like the 
the the text is uh, formatted. Uh, oh, is like, like triggering. He, yeah, <laughs> I, his structure alone, okay, is unique. I just <sighs> trying trying to get through this. But there's, there's a part. So you're saying that like the um. Our endeavor to unravel the puzzle of the deluge then focuses on Earth's climatic changes and in particular the abrupt collapse of the Ice Age from 13,000 years ago. So I think that's around then he, yeah, he goes on to, uh, of the many theories advanced by the scientists, which scientists, we don't know who, he only cites one. Hmm. We are intrigued by the one that's suggested by Dr. John C. Holland of the University of Maine. He contended that the Antarctic ice sheet periodically breaks loose and slips into the ocean or sea, creating an abrupt and enormous tidal wave. But, okay, cool. All right, so the Antarctic ice sheet periodically breaks off and causes tidal waves. Then why don't we have multiple deluge stories? Right. Yeah. There, there isn't. Because if it periodically does this and then it's in within you know human record— or human memory, you know, this one being way the fuck back, but we're going to say like perhaps. Well, do you think that accepting the, the, the ice sheets were like a lot bigger during those times? So like when they would fall off, it I would mean, create a bit more of a, sure. a wave because now they've melted so much since then, you know? They're, so I mean, they're virtually gone. Yeah. So, I mean, I would, I would imagine if they were during the ice age, they were like they're crazy much big, larger. So. Yeah. No, no, no. Sure. Like, uh, but to but, that extent, like, you pretty pretty much basically make this into Waterworld with Kevin Costner. <laughs> Isn't that basically what this is? It was Waterworld for a couple years or a couple days, I guess. Well, the okay, thing is, like, so it would periodically break off, right? So even if like before like human memory, that. you would think there'd be evidence of these deluge events right. on the planet that people would have uncovered because they there there'd be cycles because because like yeah weather, because you have like geologists climate, going through you know, doing their thing like warming like, periods and the cooling and stuff periods. Like the sedimentary profiles or whatever yeah and they go oh wow flood here flood right. here flood there right. let's date them it's not you know but i haven't really heard of a no and, and not saying like i'm all up on like geological literature or whatever but you would think that you would hear about this right because it's such a weird, fantastic event, and then the uh, from a cemetery geology perspective, it'd be a fascinating fucking story. No, absolutely. You know, but that's never like come up. Like I took like Sedstrat in college and read fucking stuff about like flooding and stuff and El Nino events, but no. never heard about like just repeated deluges based off of just sheets of the Antarctic falling off mm. randomly. Now, um, again, I don't... It's a I, cool explanation for the one event. Yeah, right? I was, I was going to ask, there, there, is there a recorded one event happening, like a, like a flood? Um, I mm. don't know for a fact, but I mean, like, Sitchin has all sorts of examples, you know, like, <laughs> um, all I know about as far as that it goes. But mostly it just goes back to, you know, the biblical accounts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then extending that to like, oh well, other, other know, cultures in Mesopotamia, there's some of these stories that yeah. are similar or whatever. Right. They all they all point to like around a particular time and that's it. Like one event. Mm -hmm. 
there's no right, right. It's, it's and I guess arguably there are some accounts like in the new world of flood events or whatever but mm-hmm. I'm not sure about the veracity of those claims okay so um and we did talk about the the fact that the the Nephilim were kind of hovering over whenever this deluge happened. We can just move yeah. on to the king, uh, chapter 15, the kingship of Earth. This is the last chapter of the book. Um, and just to read the opening. We used to have a lines. chapter, I think. You know, yeah, like, probably. But go ahead, Rich. It says, the deluge, a traumatic experience for mankind, was no less so for the gods than Nephilim. And it says here that hovering in their shuttlecraft above devastated Earth, the Nephilim impatiently wait, awaited the abatement of the waters so that they could set foot on solid, solid ground. So basically, the Nephilim were just chilling, waiting for the, the, the waters to recede. And again, they weren't prepared for this for some reason. You would have think these spaceships were pretty yeah, much decked out. they didn't take out. food or water, apparently. You think they would have had... Starving up. Like, all these great gods are like, oh, what a bad idea. Oh. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> you know, they would have had weathermen. It's funny, it's like, if, since, since they were kind of like... They gave man their work, you know. So, like, man was working for them. They were kind of just chilling. Um, whenever they got into the spaceships, they kind of gave the person beneath them the order to, like, prepare, bring food, bring water. And then they kind of just did that, giving it to the next person and the next person's next person to think, like, maybe that person would. <laughs> so, it was kind of like a joke, you know. They would be like, oh, you didn't bring the food? You're like, no, you said so-and-so was going to bring I the said food. Jim said it was going to bring it. Yeah. <laughs> No, Sarah says she's gonna bring the fucking basket, and yeah, right, and like at great. some point, as it's the the waters so, are are starting to flood, like uh, cover and cover the land, they're like, "Well, do you think there's some place that's clear that we can actually get food from?" And they're like, "I don't know," and then they're just arguing with each other while they're starving. That's up in the fucking. It's the uh, it's the uh, ancient alien equivalent of living paycheck to paycheck, baby. They can't. Uh, they, they don't can't even have. That they shit. don't even have like food. Like exactly. They they're, sit there and just wait it out. Poor, poor working class aliens, all right. They, <laughs> <laughs> they got they got bills to pay, and you know, spaceships cost money. I can imagine if they, if they had some kind of uh, contact with uh, the twelfth planet and Anu, and they could have like a like a screen where they could see what he's doing. And yeah. like we're we're hungry, and he's like fucking eating like just meat and shit off like, of oh, his sorry, gemstone like, encrusted. Table. I can't get to you just now. Like, just, like you need a space time. turkey. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, you're you're breaking up. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, so we'll get to you as soon as we um, can sir yeah. that's the sound of you chewing right. <laughs> my bad no it's the Wi-Fi. he has like his like huge stein of beer I gotta go alright yeah sorry we're we're hey, passing we're, we're passing we're, by the sun we, now we hope you guys make it it's a, it's a dead spot <laughs> no signal yeah okay so um, I'm just going through like the things that I uh, marked here um yeah, this was kind of a, a, a tough chapter to try to like summarize because like as I bitch I think on on tape here where like he basically starts setting up his next book. Yeah. Towards the end of it. Um well, so I get to uh, what the Nephilim did when the waters receded. Like um they they pretty much said man, they're kinda cool with man now because like some of them that did survive, they thought all of them were dead. But obviously that wasn't the case, including in animals as well. They changed uh, their minds. Oh, and he does yeah. his little cheap attempt Bipolar at like how the Sumerians after the flood inspired the fucking Egyptians and some of the like Indo-European fucking groups. Right. So basically, um, it broke them up into three regions, right? Um, yeah. 
So hold on, let me just get that. If I recall correctly, yeah. Yeah, so uh, like like the Bible, um, the descendants of Noah. Um, uh, let me just read this here. It says, descended from the from and named after the three sons of Noah. These were the peoples and lands of Shem, who inhabited Mesopotamia and near eastern lands. Ham, who inhabited Africa and parts of Arabia. Uh, yeah. Japheth or Japheth, the Indo Indo Europeans of in Asia Minor, Iran, India, and Europe. Um, I think that was the three, right? Lands of Shem. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, it says that these three broad groupings were undoubtedly three of the regions uh, whose settlement was discussed by the great Anunnaki. Each of the three was assigned to one of the leading deities. And one of these was, of of course, Sumer itself, the region and the Semitic peoples in the place where man's first great civilization arose. And the other two also became sites of flourishing civilizations. And that included... uh, the civilization yeah, and didn't of Egypt. he say some stuff in there like regarding Egypt? Like by the time like the floods recede or whatever, it was like right in the like perfect timing to develop Egyptian civilization or whatever. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. by the time like it started like developing or whatever. Uh, right. Yeah, one thing that like he did bring up like Indo European religions, but then like I can't remember if it's like this book or if I'm just fucking up all the stuff I've been like watching online or gods of Eden, but there's the whole like India connection because mm-hmm. you have all their like gods on like Scott, which I don't think Sitchin brought up at all. Well, um, um, he, he mentioned here that the, whenever like the, the God, they were kind of like, um, they, the, the whole tower of Babel situation, wherever they're going to yeah. build up a tower or they set a rocket to like reach the gods. Uh, they pretty much gave everyone like, Different languages. So they, they cursed them, yeah. yeah. So they couldn't understand each other. <laughs> right. And it says um, right here. The but then like Sitchin fucking fucks that up. Like I'll let you continue in a sec, right? But yeah. He talks about how the languages are confused, but the written language of folks in all of these areas that came about after the flood can be written or can be linked through the written lang- written language to Sumeria. But not like spoken verse, right? But it's like, well, then you didn't really baffle their fucking language. They can still like write some shit down. Go, right? Know, the pictograms you understand this, and then they say, you know, you'll see. You know. The pictograms and the cuneiforms. I mean, that would stand as some sort of reason, right? The, like these flat images or uh, representations of things, as opposed to. Uh, but no, but if it's like cuneiform, words. then it's like all like picture, like picture, well, the Sumerians like, was little symbols and shit and. Was it? Didn't the Sumerian uh, pictograms like also like it was a was a picture like that also meant a word? They like word sounds because like, I remember like Sitchin in our last yeah series like he was like well if you like take it from like the word syllables to the word sounds or whatever then the yeah. definition changes. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. I but, I don't I don't recall exactly. I'm just trying to sort of I guess play devil's advocate to say that okay look if. Like you said, their languages are different. Their writing is different. What a, like I would only assume but their the writing only, wasn't different. Well, I actually thought it was uh, variations of each other's yeah, writing. But you could still like, bring which it is down how to the which root. is how Sitchin was able to trace them trace them back, or or rather derivations of previous of uh, previous writings of the Sumerian uh, information. I was just saying that uh, the one universal 
you know, language between all of them would be just images of symbols, that sort of thing. That's 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 it. You know, so like if they guess, draw, if they draw, if I they think draw, you're engaging in speculation there. Absolutely, like, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm, not, like, I'm not trying to be shitty. Just like just. No, like it's fine. Like to laugh, but we're, like, no, 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 this is just like this is this is a uh, it's this, this, this is it's discourse all, here. It's all hypothetical. Yeah, um, I'm just trying to sort of reason out, and yeah, because if anything, if there like was like a pictographic uh, representation that was like actually like you know, language based, I think the decision would have like shown like representation rather than like oh here's a crescent shape. Yeah. Here's these little, like, other cults that credit shape. Well, everyone can see that. It doesn't mean they're all talking about like the same fucking moon god that mm-hmm. you're postulating. No, it's just But a, when it comes just, to the written base, apparently there's a lot of links that Sitchin talked about because he's probably how how basically Sumeria was like the mother culture of you know everything. And he's like, well, here's two examples of it. And they basically share a written language, of sorts. Yes, because is, yeah, like, it's just it's just fascinating, you know. And, but he doesn't back it up as much as he should. Oh have. no, absolutely not. Like this um, should have been like probably a third of the book as it is. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, from the little I can sort of glean from this, the Sumerian language is the reason that, or I suppose, like the reasonable way that they were able to. Um, sort of passed down that information was that because it was so complicated. Like they used pictograms, they used they used words, the words were well, interchangeable. Yeah, I mean I don't know, other. but um and, and mind you, listeners, uh, if you have not read this book, um the last five chapters takes up such a tiny portion of this overall book. This book is like my version's like four hundred and fifteen pages, some bullshit. And the last five chapters take up about 60 pages of this book. Yeah. It's pretty brief. They are, a, it's a, it's a tiny, tiny little fart to quote Roland. And Just a little squeaker. <laughs> this is where Sitchin really brings out, you know, big gun interpretation level bullshit, but he doesn't take the time to defend it. And I have a problem with that. Like, it's a cool story, but as Ray was saying, like, once you go through it again, then again, then again, you start nitpicking. And I'm not sure if it's really nitpicking. It's just, like, there are some serious problems with this text. Um, And, yeah, like, just to restate it, oh, first read, yeah, this is a great little narrative. This is tight. Makes sense or whatever. But... I wonder if uh, folks with uh, backgrounds in like Sumerian archaeology or biblical arc or whatever, if they had their first read through of this bitch, be like, this nonsense for from page two because of these 9,000 sources or whatever. All right. So basically the, um, the Nephilim's whole plan is to divide and conquer. So basically they, they're assigned different regions and, they want to make sure that the mankind doesn't get too powerful. Yeah, so they they tower a babble fuckers, yeah, basically. Um, and it is basically the the actual quote here is divide and rule. So it's basically divide and conquer uh, scenario. Um, and they do uh, the this uh, the Sumerian texts inform us that the Nephilim held lengthy councils regarding the future of the gods and man on earth. 
As a result of these deliberations, they created the four regions. And then, of course, we had mentioned that before. But the fourth one was a quote-unquote holy uh, region dedicated and restricted uh, strictly for... Uh, it was The land region was named Tilmon, the place of the missiles. <laughs> and it was a restricted area where the Nephilim had reestablished their space space after one at Sippar had been wiped out by the deluge. Was this when he like translated tit? No, I think that was chapter no. 14. <laughs> like 9,000 times. Yeah. Tit's missile. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, if it's Sumerian and it's reversible, wouldn't that be missile tits? No. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Try no. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> And I mean, basically, they were the, the Nephilim were trying to make uh, have the the humans um, not congregate together. Of course, you unify the people; they become a lot stronger. They might right. Um, and it said that they rise they, up like, well, uh, once again, like yeah, they'll like rise the Anunnaki. Up and, and you don't want that, right? You divide and conquer. See, the Anunnaki um, were smart. They're like, oh no, and we've they seen also, this happen uh, before. Wait a minute. <laughs> they, they talked about paganism here, so the age of paganism oh. began. So there's different yeah. gods. Yeah, and basically, it's That's it's the way of confusing the, the paganism. The oh yeah, what the fuck is all of this then? She says the solution Christ. was to establish many places of worship, and to put up in each of them the symbols and likenesses of the correct. "Quote unquote," the correct gods. Ah, so basically, that um, right. that old chestnut. Yes, that's that's a, that's one way of doing it, which we still have today. Mm-hmm. Various variations of Christianity. Mm-hmm. Thou shalt not Mormonism. Baptism. You want to go through? I think there's only like one form of Islam, right? Yeah, I don't think there's too much. Uh, um, no, there are some variants because you there? have like a. Uh, the fucking like Sunnis and the Shi'i. Oh, right. Okay, all right. Okay. Um, so there are like, and those are like the two main ones that have like caused issues in recent geopolitics. Gotcha. But I'm not sure, like I'm not super up on like Islam, but if there's two ready casts that like any dumbass American can go like, Oh yeah, it's all about their problem. There's probably about like eight thousand other fucking you know sects of Islam. Okay, because I I assume it's like probably akin to Christianity, the Baptists, the Methodists, the fucking Catholics. You know? Yeah, right, right. Yeah, and even in Judaism, you have you know uh, like Hasidic Jews and stuff like that. I mean, so so basically, the the Nephilim created this kind of confusion again, just to keep men uh, at a certain level. Don't let them rise up. Don't let them. Uh, unified. Well, they're trying to keep them, yeah, and, and that's kind of like also with the God in the control. Bible, Yahweh. He, that's why he, they did the whole the, the whole Tower of Babel thing. Um, oh, I mean, kind of confuse mankind and stuff about like the Garden of Eden. Yeah, confuse man and all that kind of stuff because they were trying to become greater than God. So yeah. Keep yeah. them ignorant. They don't. They don't want them to become like them. Um, no greater than. They don't want them to exalt themselves uh, more than the to God their that level. they're supposed to worship. You know, right. Know your place. Because then there, yeah, because therein lies the problem. Mm-hmm. And so the end of this book here uh, says, uh, I'm just going to read like the last three little chapters here on the last page. It says, ancient cool. tales, Paragraph. even recorded gotcha. history, recall the ceaseless efforts of men to reach the land, find the plant of life, gain eternal bliss among the gods of heavens and earth. This yearning is central to all the religions whose roots lie deep in Sumer. 
the hope that justice and righteousness pursued on earth will be followed by an afterlife in some heavenly divine abode. But where was this elusive land of the divine connection? The question can be answered. Shit. The clues are there. But beyond it loom other questions. <laughs> you find a centipede? Yeah, it was on my foot. <laughs> I was like, hey, get over there. Felt fuzzy. Um, have the Nephilim been encountered <laughs> since? And what will happen when they are encountered again? And if the Nephilim were the gods who created man on earth, did evolution alone on the 12th planet create the Nephilim? So that segues into his dun, book dun, two. Dun. Dun, 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 dun. Are we? Are we? <laughs> Law and order. The S S are we talking? Are we talking SVU? Well, criminal S intent. SVN, like the I don't know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the criminal Nephilim. I don't know what's a. Sure. Yeah. And of course, uh, in this book, uh, Daniel, I don't know if he does it for you, but he gives us a preview into one of his books, The End of Days, which is the seventh book concluding the Earth Chronicles. And he gives it a little sample of that, which I will not read. Uh, because He does not. Uh, yeah, I think this is because the one we have is like the newer version. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just found this on the used bookshelf stand. It was right like, on, right oh, on. Oh, uh, was it The End of Days? The, for the Past, The Future, The Forward? Yeah. Yeah, so at, at some point, I guess down the line, we'll we'll get there. We'll get some oh through boy. some other books of his, maybe <sighs> if we're so inclined to do so. Because there's a whole bunch of other books to yeah to check out. This is a um, not as um, I don't know what the word I'm trying to look for here. I don't want to seem mean. Quite as elaborate. Sure, elaborate. Let's say that. Um, <laughs> That's so, a really nice word for this book. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, we want to just uh, talk about our final thoughts on the book as a whole. Wait, I thought this was going to be another episode. That's, no, no, that's no, in no. depth. That's that's, that's like more like an in depth. Uh, oh, thing. Okay. we're just trying to give I was our. Like, I'm not ready for this. No, no, way. no, 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 no way, no, man. No. Uh, the the um, follow up will come later on whenever we're so inclined to like uh, revisit the book and when, give like more in detailed. Uh, information about yeah. maybe a contradiction of his books uh, of this book itself and the information he provides just to right now i just want to give like some quick final thoughts as a whole reading this book again we had to read it a bunch of times to do this uh oh man these episodes um like i would read like two or three pages and just have to like blank out and have to go back it's like there goes yeah, 30 minutes i i told um i mean you guys know like i had to actually have the book reading i was reading the book and listening to the audiobook simultaneously because that's the only way i could keep from drifting off at some point whenever he's like giving off all this information like i needed someone in my ear and my eyes looking at the the words <laughs> to kind of like keep uh keep my attention because if not uh reading reading it the first time when i did years ago it was rough because I had to like I was going through it like little by little here and there, and I didn't even read it in one like um, consistent way. Like I would I, I would read a chapter here, <laughs> months down the line, and yeah. another chapter, blah blah blah. And then I got the gist of what was happening, but not in, not as a whole. So like reading it these three times this year was quite the the experience and the task. And it just as it took us a long time to do communion, it took us a long time to do this one. But I think we're getting better, a little bit more efficient at. Um, reading these books and uh, talking about them. It's nice to understand that it's just like uh, going through this, that the problem isn't with us. 
kind of thing. Like, wait, am I like just not understanding this, or why can't I keep up? No, like this is. Yeah, we're we're confused for a reason. It but is. We're just not sure what that reason is. Hard to um. to run through such and stop processes as. He organized, or rather, does doesn't organize. For me personally, this. it's a problem with his organization. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. If he had presented the information or the story ahead, of, like before, and then tried to prove it or give his information to prove that theory later on in the book, There's, I probably would have like in, preferred that. Saying this book has a loose structure is being generous. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, it I, is I, interesting. Yeah. I would imagine that uh, any sort of. Uh, Official scholar of uh, this uh, information would absolutely hate this. Or this uh, subject would have to organize their thoughts a little bit better than just like spewing them on the page and then just trying to show uh, or prove like how much knowledge they have from all the research they've done before. And again, not in a very nicely like nice package for the. the ultimately, I wish that Sitchin would have been more transparent when he was like. Switching in between, you know, let me talk about the Sumerians. Exactly. And then mm-hmm. switch to the Babylonians. But he'd do it breathlessly yeah. in some places. And it really throws you off. And it's just, it just kind of sucks because um, I want to know some of the sources that he was citing a little bit more in depth because. Right. Um, I think it came out of this episode how I gained or I grabbed that copy of Kramer's The Sumerians that he cites often through the book. Um, and already with my little brief little like skim through some of the pages, Kramer has disagreed with some of Sitchin's discussion. So it makes me want to like dive even further and go, okay. What else has Sitchin fucking, you know, cited or whatever? And then kind of like ground truth that because if this is like one dude he reputes to be like an expert and then he misrepresents him or cherry picks him, which I think he has done, um, won't go into why. What else is he doing with these texts? You know? And in addition to the Kramer bullshit, I have read some of the the good book to try to, you know, read some of these passages he's citing or whatever and either can't find them because he only goes, oh, in Psalms they say this, but he doesn't cite the passage. Or when he cites the passage, it's a different take than what he cites. So... I, I don't know if um, this was explained at some point, but did... Uh, Sitchin come up with his theory and then research based on that, or was he doing just doing research and then that after the research he came up with the theory? No, those are clear. Yeah, because because I mean there'd be a serious problem if he had this theory already and then well, he's because, trying like, to prove well, that. I mean, arguably he did. You know, in that first chapter, he right? Was when like, he talks about, oh, he was when at, I was a child in school, yeah. I questioned my teacher. Didn't Nephilim mean those who came down or whatever? Right. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. But I mean that that wouldn't necessarily mean that he this um, the fact that the uh, the Anunnaki or the Nephilim created man was the case. I mean, at, at this point, if he's just going through biblical s- classes, 
he would just know that the Nephilim, the sons of God, quote unquote, the Nephilim came down and mated with uh, human women and well, stuff like well, that. Well, sure, but that'd be enough to, but with his, Get you know, getting started. told, no, it's not what you think. Right. You know, yeah. and, and if that stuck with him, you know, then maybe he had, you know, so maybe this whole like little tale is what made this book. And we should blame that fucking nun for slapping him on the hands of the ruler. <laughs> Giving him a <laughs> shitty answer. Yeah, maybe. Um, I could look at the beginning of the book. Do you all remember what she told him? Uh, or no. Did, did, did they mention that? I mean, I could look at myself. I don't. Hold on. I just want to. Uh, the Hebrew original named. Right. The Nephilim. Nephilim. The teacher explained it meant giants, yeah. but I objected. Didn't it Didn't mean it literally? mean literally those who were cast down, who had descended to earth? I was reprimanded and told to accept the traditional interpretation. Do as I say and right. not as Sorry. you think. <laughs> Do as I say and not as, as you think. Yeah. Very good. That's Not as you want to do. Pretty, um, it seems like that kind of uh, mentality holds up today as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm surprised that like oh, his like very Christian of you. dedication to the book should have been to like to Sister Francine. Fuck, Fuck you, you, bitch. <laughs> 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 uh, this goes to you, you cunt. <laughs> um, so uh, final thoughts or um, I dedicate this. Earth, Nephilim also Earth means series. go fuck yourself, Sister Francine. Right. That's what Love I've gathered in Zechariah. my thoughts. Um, well, I really what, like this. What do you think about this book in so, general? From what this is a f very fucking. Uh, there's, I've never read anything like this. I mean, from his format to his subjects to his sources, uh, the closest thing I've ever come to any of this, and I've always been interested in it. Uh, that is to say, like the ideas of trying to interpret myth mythological fucking. Beliefs with, or, or sorry, um, equate them mm -hmm. uh, to the development of civilization, to the origins of humanity, that sort of thing. Um, I mean, I've just always thought this was cool since, since like you know, the I, since the episodes of Ancient Aliens, kind of, kind of silly mm -hmm. shit. Yeah, uh, it was something I obviously did not take seriously, but I always wanted to sort of think or sort of get a chance to look at like where these ideas came from or like why would they think this right. like specifically outside of that stupid show for example because that thing is it's fun but it's you know that's that's as far as any of that goes it's as entertaining this, as any show would have been in the first this is a yeah seasons, this is a more of a gets, like a serious attempt yeah. at bring uh, tying all that together into like a, a cohesive uh you know chronology a literal uh history uh, I, I wouldn't say it's a good one or rather a very strongly supported one uh, but I, I I do like uh, the uh, the scope of what 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 he tried to do here um, I have a lot of problems with it's it. It's appreciative, like the yeah, yeah. Because this is this isn't something it, you yeah. just pull out of. I mean, it is something you kind of pull out of your ass. But the thing is, like. That's a lot of ass to like tie together. <laughs> no, uh, to 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 find a you know to find a way to turn it into a single a single uh, cohesive narrative. Mm -hmm. um, it's just probably one of the more difficult things that I've read, and I say that like having you know read tons of fucking like geology and fucking physics and just other bullshit. 
you know, science, actual research, you know, tons of, I say that reading fucking like French anthropologists, that shit is a goddamn mind fuck. And this is still kind of, I mean, I don't attribute that like, or, or rather say that it's exactly the same, but in the way he, again, like to the scope of what he tries to do with all of this is, 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 admir- is pretty admirable. Um, it's fucking ridiculous though. All right. Well, um, what, would you uh, recommend that someone actually read this book if they're interested in the topic of, say, ancient astronaut sure. theory or whatever? <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think we've said it uh, numerous times over the recording of these uh, of these episodes is that it's it's fun to read um, first time around, but if you're trying to like. Trying to get your Pick, head into it, there's yeah. you're gonna need to do a lot of ba- of of backup. Uh, yeah, uh, you would need reading. to go through like other sources that he things yeah. that he sources like Daniel mentioned. Well, and it would and help even without looking to other sources. Just you know, but I found myself like backtracking a few pages here and there, just going mm-hmm. like, wait a minute, you got here. Yeah, where are you I've been following from? along, but wait, apparently I didn't. Mm-hmm. So I jump back two pages or so read it again and then end up like still as confused with yeah. his like inclusion. Yeah. Right. And and that isn't um, that isn't necessarily a problem with the information or rather what he what he's looking at um, so much as yeah, like his it thoughts. Is actually. Well um, I think it's more of a problem of the way he explains it. Sorry, that's what I meant to say. Like Sitchin eh, he he jumps around a lot with, with everything. Um, um and I do think you if you go next ray or um, well, I've kind of said some of my the, the things that the problems I've had with this uh, book, and it's more about his organization. And I mean, as far yeah, as like, would the, you uh, recommend this to anybody? I would. Um, I, I mean, I recommend it to, to you guys to read it, <laughs> uh, yeah, but it was for, for, for a specific reason. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I, I've, re- I've, I've recommended, yeah, I've recommended it. This, I've recommended this book to plan. people to read. But uh, again, I had, I read it in I, I read it on the the notion that. You just if you just get the gist of this story, like what he's proposing, the source material as far is super as like uh, a, uh, aliens, uh, Nephilim came down. You have yeah. the Anunnaki here. They didn't want to work or fin- doing the hard work that they were uh, doing mining on Earth for gold. This uh, they want. They created mankind to be that person to do their work for them, and then. That's basically it. I mean, if you want to you want to get delve, delve deeper into it. Read the book. You know that just that idea interests you. Go ahead and read the book. This you know? is sort of like a hell of a crash course in in Sumerian and but, Mesopotamian but it could, culture. I feel it could turn someone off uh, just even the first couple of like after chapter one. You go to chapter two, and yeah, yes, see, like, yeah. I think uh, if I were to go to somebody with this sort of like content, and I was going to recommend a book, book I would say maybe like Gods of Eden. Would be the one I would introduce. Well, yeah, the that's probably the the one I enjoy the most. Um, as but far as like I think if, that we're talking like, about, but this is a good like with Twelfth Planet. You know, when I go through this book again, and then the, probably like two or three more times I read it after right. that, I'm gonna have some serious problems with it. But <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I the in the order that I read these books was uh, Chariots of the Gods was the first one I read. And it was a very exciting time because ancient aliens had kind of come out. And then I realized, oh, I can actually get my hands on these books that they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I raided um, the gallery 
I oh. raided the Barnes and Nobles. <laughs> Any other Man, bookstore I came across, so I would long. like just just grab what I could. I miss on that the place. Subject, I want to go you know? back. Um, and then, but this was over like 15 years ago that this was the case. Right. You know? And um, I came upon. Uh, I've heard about Zachary Sitchin's book. I hadn't, like I said, I read bits and pieces of here. I got the gist of what it was about, and I was oh, okay. That's cool. Um, but then I read God's of Eden, but that took me about a year to read because again, I only read bits and pieces here and there. I read it in the the order, but I mean, I, I was doing other shit. I was working, all that kind of stuff. And I had other things to read as well. But um, Gods of Eden was probably the one I would tell people most about because it was, it seemed like it was the way, the way that William Bramley came up with this theory, which was very interesting is that he was researching war then he came up with this theory by doing that research. And I thought that was an interesting uh, way that he approached right. the book itself. Um, but I would recommend people to read this book. Um, again, if you're interested in the subject, it's something that it's a book. I that's, think I would too. It's just, yeah, uh, I think it's a book that's held up over time in the lore of uh, UFO, ufology, like all that kind of, uh, you would, this would be a book that you should read if you're interested in that subject. So, true. But yeah, that's about it for that. <laughs> what about mm -hmm. you, Daniel? It's a it's a cool ass book, man. Like it really is. But maybe read it once. Yeah, <laughs> once <laughs> no, once just, once through would be good. Because like yeah, as we've discussed over the course of the last few episodes, like over the rereads, you just find problems with it, you know, and then. It's pretty rough. Uh, during this process, you know, I, and I thought that like with like Communion and some of the other Valley Strange episodes that we've done, that my academic brain was like reignited to mm -hmm. analyze this stuff. Right. Actually, 12th Planet, because I was like, wait a minute. What's your source there? Wait right. a minute. You, you kind of jumped. Like, wait a minute. You're not talking about what you were just talking about. You're talking about something completely different and saying it's the same thing. Right. Um, Without, so without if you prefacing. go hyper, even even on a first read, if you're hypercritical, um, this book has a ton of issues. Right. But if you read through it, even with a like quasi-critical mind, like the first read through, like, because at the point where I read 12 Planet, I've already read, I, I had already read a bunch of, you know, shit. I read Communion and. Some other books. Uh, you can get the basic idea of what Sitchin was trying to accomplish here without. I think I read Gods of Eden before I read Twelfth Planet. Um, oh, you, okay. I was going to ask you. But I'm not sure about the timeline on that. Just I just got into like the last year, just like dived in. Like, let's read weird shit. Fuck it, you know. And <laughs> <laughs> Hence, um, for those people that um, either want to read weird shit. And either just don't have the time, you know, you can listen to our podcast and we can give you the gist of like most we, of the weirdness. Yeah, we can give you the general, general, general weirdness. General yeah. gist yeah. of, of the weird. Books. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, these books are fun to read and most people just, I mean, most people wouldn't even buy these books and attempt to read them. Uh, but you know what? I've been, it's, it we've does, been reading weird shit. It's fun like, to weird. It is, it is interesting. Shit. Like, it is a bit of a mind fuck to wrap your head around. But like, yeah, you come out of this like with a lot of, you know, nifty thoughts. Like, and again, like it's a crash, a crash course in a lot of different mythologies that, mm. you know, I was kind of 
slightly weak on, and now it's like, okay. Yeah, so would I recommend I want to know more. Like, reading it? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so would I recommend fully trusting it? Absolutely. No. Oh, no, 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 no. no, no. Like, <laughs> I think we can unanimously agree. And that's really a straw man that I said. Uh, it's made for a funny as, as I don't know if like you'd, you'd agree with this term, Daniel. This is almost like quasi-fiction, even, how he runs with this. Um, I thought that we had put a ban on the term quasi. I know. That's but, why I'm just saying. Um, and you're bringing it back, Roland. That's right. Fuck, no, I'm o- only for Daniel. Only for Daniel. <laughs> I don't think it's he's attempting at fiction at all. No, he's so. not. He is, but like, again, in the- in And the, I don't think that this work should be described as fiction at all. Quasi. Because- Ish. Quasi. No, at again. all. Well- Because this author posits, this is what, ha- is, this is what happened- Yes. And even though we have problems with his knowledge claims, right? You know, he is very genuine, saying like, you know, this is what this is what went down. You I know, s- we are descendant from mm. these aliens fucking around and being lazy, so, and then making us. To me, it's it's. I say that because again, like his main pre- uh, thesis is uh, theories. Excuse me, is to take a literal interpretation of all of these belief systems. And okay. as I understood and them, and that literal interpretation. Is is not fiction still to him re- at all, but it no. still results in people, right? But th- and how it came about. So my my joke comes he, about is so that I don't think at all of this is like fiction he, to him. Well, no, it's not. It's not to him. I'm saying in like the way I think about it. Excuse me. In general, um, no. I I think this this should be because, approached objectively as someone mm, trying to discern the origins of humanity. Yes. Through but from the from the standpoint of the reader, from the standpoint and of the reader, I don't think man, those should be know. invalid. I don't. I don't think that's invalid in any sense. It depends on your own personal belief, as far as that goes. For me, the reason no, I don't necessarily run with that a, is because I think these mythologies are. There's no way you can take them literally. Like they're personifications of ideas and and like forms of nature, that kind of stuff. Like you could say that's okay. kind of like your so opinion necessarily. Like, because I mean, some people might believe they are real. Sure. Again, this is just my my silly little joke about it, because I don't think there is a literal Zeus out there, or a literal Enlil, or Enki, or Ea. I think there might have been representations of what could have possibly happened of of, of an actual person out there, maybe. But I don't think that was them. Okay. You That's think that may, you think maybe so. like. Um, Allow me to elaborate on my silly pune. The Sumerian myth of uh, these gods maybe is not the oldest. Maybe there's like an older one out there. Sure. Why not? One well, that's not recorded? Well, like, you, like you'd like you said how this ends, it doesn't really explain what where, where the Anunnaki... Uh, well, not oh, yet. We haven't me. gotten to the other books. Maybe he does explain it. Okay, yeah. All well, right. Yeah, but then even then, you know... The questions are... Going back there. to Chateau Hayuk and Goblaki Tepe, which I'll always fuck up that name. Um, you know, these are archaeological sites that have been discovered within the last 30 years mm-hmm. at the earliest that are displaying high forms of complexity and all the sort of bullshit. And uh, <laughs> Sorry. a book I picked up today was actually talking about. Uh, Things I was like, I sent it to you guys. It was like, go Blucky Tepe and the Garden of Eden or something like that. But mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. I think the tale is to localize perhaps the Garden of Eden in Turkey rather than modern day Iraq. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Which is fucking fascinating. But overall, like, would I recommend anybody as not an insult to their intelligence or anything? Uh, I would totally recommend Twelve Pines to anybody. Like, just it's a fun book, you know. And if you buy it, you buy it. But there are a ton of problems with it, which we we discussed. Free your mind. But it's a it's a cool idea, you know. Yeah, free your mind. You know, let's start looking at the weird. You know, because getting to Bigfoot on the grassy knoll takes a long time. You know, <laughs> take some steps. Mm, we'll uh, get there. <laughs> we'll, oh, I hope we get to we'll, a, a we'll Bigfoot uh, book at some point. Oh, I'm sure we'll get there, dude. It's just uh, finding the right one. Right on. Because okay. we've done a good, I think, uh, not we, but like you guys, because th- this is the second book of The Strange is covered, and there's been three at three or four at hand now? Uh, this is the third one. Yeah, I'm sorry, because I think about that one episode of, of like the haunted schools or places in the valley. Because no, you were talking about yeah. that one. Oh, book. yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, um, that wasn't this. But it wasn't book. like a book of the strange. Yeah. So, yeah. It's just a, so, a resource. Know, Michelle for us. remembers Communion and then this book. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I, I think uh, as we've uh, gone through the books so far, like we've gathered, like, I guess I, I would say I'm a bit more comfortable doing these. Uh, a bit more I on think a regular we're schedule. Better. Like yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to the Gods of Eden episode because that book I think that we'll find will also be a challenge to reread. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the twelfth, and we've talked about this a bunch, but like the twelfth has like pushed us a little bit. Right, like it's. It's a difficult book. You know, yeah. there's a lot of so, weird zigs and zags it takes and mm-hmm. a lot of interesting claims. And fortunately, I think that Bramley does a better job of homework than Sitchin does. But I've only read it once. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I've only up. read it once as well. So I'm new to the whole show whole shebang so it's going to be something from some fun all right so let's bring this episode to a close now um books of the strange volume three part three of the 12th planet i am your host ray and this is roland and pacific northwest studios um apologizing for the rambling i've conducted in this episode this is daniel all right well We'll see you next uh, Valley Strange episode will be uh, Ghost Stories. Very lighthearted episode. Light. Super light. light. Yes. No deep dives. No deep dives. But we will uh, discuss uh, different types of ghosts. And yeah, possibly yeah. We're, we're not going to not come correct. We're, just, uh, we're not going to go deep dive as crazy as this. And we're going to try and uh, correlate a type of ghost with the, that ghost story. So we'll see like, how those uh, work out. But yeah. We'll see you next time. Yeah, see, because I have a hypothesis how uh, La Llorona is uh, inner sog. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you next time. Peace. It's ridiculous. I had some kind of a rectal probe. Ridiculous. 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 And uh, listeners, you haven't heard Roland for a little bit because apparently he's trying to get comfortable. 
or look for something. What are you doing? Oh, there was like a like a centipede or something crawling around my chair. There was a bug on his chair. A big ass. <laughs> a centipede. It's a big ass one. I was like, hey, cool. Uh, I don't want to squish it. Hey, cool. <laughs> As you freak out oh, and adjust uh, everything on your chair, it's like, no, get it off me. I don't see them very often. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I scream randomly. That's why. Let's get on my. It's on my. Ah! Sorry. 